Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. So that's my topic for you today, right? Who is Jesus, okay? Okay, so 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 14. 1 John chapter 4, verse 14. Are there flashes here? Are there people who open the Bible very, very fast? 1 John chapter 4. If you were there, please, can you say praise the Lord? Okay, most of us are not there yet, so I would wait a little for you. I'll wait a little. Are we all there now? Uh, those people who came with uh, phones, you feel like the flash until I give you a Bible. Till first John, you start at preface. <laughs> you first look through the glossary. <laughs> And then you say, oh, that is where it is, page 3391. <laughs> First John 4, verse 14. Can we read together? Two, three, go. Yeah. And we have seen. You should use a King James. Look how long it's, it's taking you to just read a simple thing. You look for the reigning Bible of the preaching and use it. You are using a CEV. You'll be lost. It's like someone using an amplified here. Anything we read, you finish it three minutes later. <laughs> so use a king. Today is King James Day. Tell your neighbor it's King James Day. Yeah. How many of you are using a King James, please? Can I see? What are you using? Uh, NLT. Ah, use the King James, please. For this meeting, use the King James. When I have a different one, I'll tell you. King James. Anyone else? What what are you using? Mm, You're beautiful. Don't touch your face. The more you touch, the more you destroy your beauty. As you are right now, you won't believe how handsome you look until someone tells you. Okay. Let's close. And we have seen. Say we have seen. We have seen. And do testify. Yeah. So the people who wrote this thing, the person who wrote this thing was John. Alright? And John was saying, look, this Jesus that you're talking about, we can tell you about him. We have seen him. And now we're trying to testify. That means, you know what it means to testify? To give witness. To say, look, I was there. I saw it. I witnessed this with my own eyes. I was there. This is, we have seen and we testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So who is Jesus? The Savior of the world. Jesus is what? The Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. Look. Business cannot save the world. Economics eh, cannot save the world. Medicine cannot save the world. Agriculture cannot save the world. Actually, as a matter of fact, 
the poorest countries in the world are the countries that depend on agriculture. Yeah. Agri-centered countries are the poorest countries in the world. This is why most of Africa is poor. So those of you who are thinking of farms, I want you to know that something is coming. <laughs> it's not like, uh, I'm just telling you some facts. Do you understand? Think of all countries whose mainstay is agriculture. They are all poor. Do you understand? Are you thinking about it now? Are you thinking about it? Can you name two? Can you name two countries like that? One. Number two. Huh? Talk, talk. Pardon? Yeah, Nigeria's mainstay is not necessarily agriculture, but it's one of the most important parts. Yes. Yeah, yeah is that true? 70%? 70%. Almost every Nigerian has a farm somewhere in his house. Actually, you know, what we are is a very small percentage, those of us in the city. Do you know that? You know? So where is the massive population? And what do they do there? Uh, statistics is better than ideology. Huh? Yeah, I'll, yeah, we think so. We think statistics is better than ideology. Okay. So, Nigeria's mainstay is actually petroleum, right? It's petroleum. After petroleum, then we go to agriculture. All right? Yeah. So, agriculture is one of our main things, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And that is why more people are farmers in Nigeria. More people are generally farmers. More people. More. The richest man in this country is a farmer. The richest man in this country. But now he has super diversified. Had he stayed... <laughs> We will not be hearing Dangote. Had he stayed on just farming, we will not be hearing about Dangote. Yeah. That's just, that's just, it's just, how many of you have read on the theory of nations, the wealth of nations, by a man called Adam Smith? Yeah. In that place, he explains it. It's true. It's true. If you like, be doubting me without reading. Yeah. It's, the book is like this. It's like from here to here. That's the size of the book. I've read it. The wealth of nations. Get poor. If you like, stay on agriculture. You will get poor. Agriculture will make you rich. It will give you a kind of sustenance, but it will make you rich. Are you there? So those of you who have been having dreams, I want to start a farm. That's why nobody is giving you money. You shouldn't go and borrow for for for, for agriculture. Amen. Okay. So so agriculture will definitely will not make will not change the world. Isn't it true? Agriculture won't change the world. Pharmacy won't change the world. In fact, pharmacy is destroying it. Yeah? Pharmacy is totally destroying things. Okay? Do you know that when Jesus Christ came to Israel, when Jesus Christ was born, when Jesus Christ was born, when, as he grew up and became a man, and when he started doing his work of saving the world, do you know there was trouble everywhere? Do you know there was trouble in fact, at that time, the Jews were under the oppressive rule of the Romans. Yeah. The Jews were under... Did you hear of Caesar? What does Caesar have to do with Israel? And Jesus said to them, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. He didn't fight Caesar. So politics will not save the world either. 
politics. There are those of us who actually think that a good president will save Nigeria. You are wrong. You're very wrong. And for goodness sake, which good president? Where? Where? Where is it coming from? From the same Nigeria. Uh, you're so cute. The same Nigeria. Which good president? Who's going to vote him? Who's going to vote him into power? Some of you are not yet facing realities. That's, that's the problem with you. You're not praying the right way. You're not, you're not allowing history to teach you the Bible. To teach you. Do you know history is the spirit of prophecy? Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. It says that which is, is what, that which has been is that which shall be. Everything happening now happened before and everything that will happen tomorrow has happened yesterday. There is no new thing under the earth. History is the spirit of prophecy. Do you want to know, in a general way, huh, Emmanuel, I can tell how your life will go. I can tell in a general way what you will be in 10 years. I can tell. Yeah. What's your name? All well. I can tell exactly how you will be in 10 years in a general way. And I don't need to be a pastor. I don't need to be a prophet. I just need to have read history. Everybody is repeating a cycle. Everybody. You know, some of you, how many of you like that concept? Be original, be yourself. Come on, come on, say it. Yeah, be original, be yourself. I'm waiting, some of you are still writing. How many of you have like that concept? Be original, be yourself. Can I see your hands up if, if you do? Yeah. How many of you feel like you're original? You're an original. Can I see your hands up? Put your hands up. Yeah. It's one of the biggest lies that's ever existed. There are no originals in this planet. You will never be an original. Look, Adam was the first and only original. Since him, there has been no production. There has been reproduction. You will never be born an original. Anything you cannot imitate, you will never get it. You will never get it in this world. Stay, stay, be an original. It means you will create your philosophy. You will create your principle. You will create your niche. You will create your life. You create your livelihood. You create your color. People will have to accept you for what you are instead of what they think you should be. You are a dreamer. Tell your neighbor you are awake. Just tap your neighbor. Try to wake the person up with love, with careful caress. Please wake up. Wake up someone. What are you doing? When I say wake up someone, wake up. Look, this is the last time I'm going to say this. If you don't participate, I'll ask you to leave. Anything I ask you to do, please participate. I want participation, okay? Please participate. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Ch- tap the person. Wake up. Neighborly. Wake up. <laughs> Why should you wake up? Why should you wake up? Because most of you are trying to be... You, you see, it is the philosophy. How many of you have ever read... Don't worry, I won't, I won't judge you because I've read it myself. How many of you have read anything on Satanism? No, no, I can the bad guy. <laughs> Not the Equesu, yeah. It's me now that is the Equesu. No problem. Thank you very much. Yes, I agree, eh? Yeah, I have read. I've read about Satanism. How many of you have ever heard of the religion of Satanism? Okay, how many of you have not heard of it? Can I see your hands? You've not heard of it? The worship of Satan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Illuminati, Satanism. There's a church, Church of Satan in the United States. Not only in the United States, even in Nigeria, there's Church of Satan. A church, congregation, crowd. 
yeah, to the worship of Satan. And let me tell you, let me tell you something. One of the philosophies of Satanism is be an original. It is the number one. Why? Because that is exactly what Satan started out with, trying to be different. God made all angels alos. Satan tried to be heteros. He said, I will make myself like the most high. I will ascend. He was not okay with where God made him, like all the other angels. Satan was not special in heaven. He was not so super special like you have been taught. He was not like super, like the morning. What is he being a morning star for? Jesus is called the morning star, not Satan. Read your Bible clearly. Satan is not the morning star. No angel has been glorified like that as to be called a star. No, Jesus is the bright and morning star. Is it not true? Yeah. Satan, however, was an anointed cherub. And he said, I will ascend. I'll be different. I'll be different. I'll be different. Be different. Be different. You don't know what you're practicing. You can't be different and succeed. You see, if people don't say, anybody that doesn't like me the way I am, let him go and pay me. Are you not noticing you are permain? There is not someone who is permain who doesn't like you as you are. Because many people already have an expectation. Many people already see a certain standard. If you don't meet it and you come with your own standard, you will never be accepted. Is it not true? Yeah. You may not agree with me, but it's the truth. If you like, don't like it. But it's true. Okay? Okay? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Say, I'm trying, I'm different. In, in every crowd, there's a different person and there's a different person. I'm a different person. Try to be different. Everybody wears white. Only you come in red. They say, everybody bow your head. Only your head is up. Everybody shake your leg. You shake your hand. Come on Wednesday. You come on Friday. You are different. That spirit is at work in you. It's a, it's, a, it's a divisive spirit. The job of that spirit is to cause fractures and destruction. That's what Satan did. He broke the ranks of heaven because he tried to be different. There are no regional so. What, what, what knowledge have you received from the Bible that is different? You have no read books. That's why you think you have a special revelation. If you have read far. One time I was reading by a man called Meister Eckhart. A man called Meister Eckhart. He lived in the 1500s. He wrote a book called The Revelation of Divine Revelation of Love. God took him into the realms of love and showed him love. He was a monk, a Catholic. Don't joke with Catholics, so. Those people have had some very amazing men of God. Do you know that? Those guys. They've had pro- the most supernatural people have ever come from the Catholic Church. Meister Eckhart. And I was thinking that the revelation I had of love, that God was sending me to pioneer it. Isn't it? 1541. What I was preaching, somebody wrote it in 1541. It's just been forgotten. There's nothing new under the sun. Who can say, look here, this is new? Ecclesiastes 1 verse 10. What I just said is in the Bible. Ecclesiastes. Who can say, look here, this is new? Or look there, that is something new. For behold, nothing is new. Nothing. No sin is new. No sin is new. And I want to announce this to you. There is no new anointing. 
there are old anointings revisited. Old anointings revisited. You know, you might be saying, oh, God's going to give me a special new anointing. And, and for, for this generation, I'm coming with a new thing. There is nothing like that. Nothing. Because what you want to, be, what you want to do, if you read history, it has been done. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I like the silence. I know, I know you people are silent because it is actually very hurtful. It was hurtful to my feelings also. The day I was studying and then I discovered. I, and it, it's not really me. It's not really me. I've, I've heard these things before. I used to fight it. But as, as you start, when you travel, there's, there's an education that comes from traveling. Huh? The education that comes from traveling is that you get to know what nobody can teach you in books. And in classrooms. For example, if I tell you all people are the same, you won't agree with me. You won't agree with me. The needs of all people are the same. All. All. Now you're quiet because you think that there's a message for the whites and a message for the blacks. There's something that if you preach, the whites wouldn't respond to. And if you preach, the blacks will respond to. There's nothing like that. The need is the same everywhere. That's why when Jesus came, he didn't fight the politicians of his day. Did you, did you notice that? Jesus didn't fight the politicians. It was when they did anything that touched the church that he said, woe to you. Do you understand that? But Jesus didn't fight politics. Some people even died one time doing some work. And they came and told Jesus about it. Jesus said, you think you are more righteous. They, they thought he was going to fight a cause. You think you are more righteous than you. You will die too if you don't repent. <laughs> is he? This guy, we see, he's clearly not on our side. They tried to make Jesus king. He ran away. Why? Because Jesus knew politics cannot solve the problem of the world. Politics cannot solve the problem of Nigeria, of the Nigerian populace. If you are thinking that politics can solve it, wait for a rude awakening. Keep waiting for the next best president. Just keep waiting. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. Maybe something is telling you one guy is going to come one day. A savior is going to come one day. It might be me. It might be you. It may be someone by my side. You don't even know that the greater population of Nigeria are not believers. And unbelievers will never vote a righteous man. Just so that you know, if Pastor Chris were to run for an election, he would lose. If Adeboe were to run for an election, he would lose. Because the population of people who don't believe in God are greater than the population of those who believe. And they will not vote a righteous man. And then the people who have the seats and the lobbyings and the connections and the depths of power don't want a right man there. You don't know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Pastor Chris won't win. So all these ones we say, little, little he was bound to lose. Anybody who didn't know it was not facing reality. Yeah. He was bound to lose. He would never have won. How can you beat Buari? How can you beat Atiku? Because you can speak English and quote the Bible. Ah, because you're anointed. Oh. You guys, you're not waking up yet. You're not realizing certain things. You're still living in a world of flowers. Yeah. And because you're living in a world of flowers, you don't know why Jesus really came and who Jesus really is to this world. 
when Jesus also came. Jesus saw that there was violence. Jesus did not solve the violence problem. Do you know that there was water? There was, there was no water in certain places. Did Jesus build boreholes? Huh? Did you ever hear that Jesus did a borehole project? That he dug a well? He didn't dig a well. There was hunger. See, when, when, when strangers are ruling your land, there will be a very huge difference in economic stratus. Some people will be very wealthy, right? Then some people will be what? Very poor. Jesus said, I came for the poor. He didn't even fight the wealthy. He didn't even go there to ask for equality. Human rights will not solve the problem of this world. Jesus didn't go there. There were many sick people. In one of those cases, Jesus Christ walked to the place where there was a, a, a whole pool of sick people. And there was only one man Jesus walked to and healed him and left the rest and went away. Who is Jesus? You see, we don't really know why Jesus did. That's why some of us are getting so... We think that, oh, when you're doing social works, building schools, you're doing the work of God. It's not the work of God. Building schools is not the work of God. It cannot save anyone. It cannot, it cannot do anything. It can't. Education is not the solution of this world. As a matter of fact, education has been the problem so far. The more people have tended to know, huh? the less they have tended to live for God. Yeah. Look at France. France was one of the most missionary countries in the world. Missionary, missions-oriented countries. They're one of the greatest church planters in the history of Bible, in Bible history, church history in the world. In France alone, there are 42,000 cathedrals. Just France alone. And these cathedrals were built in the 1800s. 1900s, 42,000, all 42,000 are empty. 99% citizens of France, French people are, are atheists. Education is not the solution of the world. 99%. 99%. Chances are that if you go to Europe, the way some of you are, chances are, if you, the way some of you are, you will not be a Christian. Some of you, the way you are, the way you are living your life, the way you take God. Like, you see, and it's very, it's very plausible to say there is no God because you can't see Him. It's very plausible. It's very plausible to say there is no God because you can use chemotherapy. It's very plausible to say there is no God. One time, I was talking with a white man at, the airport, at an airport. And while I was discussing with him, I said, you know Jesus? He said, yeah. He said, well, I, I, I know Jesus. I said, do you believe in Him? He said, well... Uh, you see, he asked me, he said, are you an African? I, he said, yes, then he smiled. He said, I've been to Africa many times. He said, and because of the need there, they need God. But here we don't need God. He said, but me, I, 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 really, I believe in God. I respect him. Hey, sh- I believe in God. I respect him. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not really, I'm not a religious person. I mean, I can solve all my problems. This is what makes us think that the problems of man are different. Because for you, the problem is money. For him, the problem isn't money. So you think the problem of man is different. But Jesus knew the problem of man. That's why he didn't try solving it with education. That's why he didn't try solving it by digging boreholes. That's why he didn't try solving it by politics. He he solved it by being the savior of the world. Why? Because all of man's problem is the need for a savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All of man's problem 
is the need for a savior. The blood of Jesus Christ to wash men from their sins. That's all of mankind's problem. That is the one thing that science cannot solve. It is the one thing that people cannot cure. It is the one thing that money cannot deliver you from. Deliver your soul from hell. To deliver you from eternal damnation. To deliver you from the lowest estates of life in hell after now. For the life that is after. Life is not for this moment, is it? Does life end here? If you think life ends here, look at a dead person. You will feel a certain emptiness and fear that reminds you that there is a continuity. Yes. Look at a dead person. One time, I had the privilege to see a dead person. Someone who had died and was really, really dead. <laughs> you know, you see, this guy is really dead. And I touched his body. I touched his body like this. Like this. I touched his skin. And you know what it was? Powder. You could, you could, it formed ash color on my skin. You could rub it on your face like this. You could take his skin and rub it on your face. He was really, really dead. His body was just there. He was exhumed from the ground. They were trying to do something, so I had the privilege to be there. And the privilege to touch, touch. Hey, I really understood when he said, to the, from the dust you were made, to the dust you return. This was pure dust. Like, I could blow his skin. It would clear away. If they, when I saw the picture of this person on his grave, and I saw the bones, there was a massive difference. Yeah. Your hair will make no difference. You see, all the products you're using on your body, now you care about your pimples. It will, you, nothing will make a difference. Yeah. I, had a, I also had the privilege to enter into a morgue. And when I entered into the morgue, there were many Jane Doe's and John Doe's. You know what I mean, right? Many dead people without names. They were there. And I saw them just lying down on tables. And I asked the guy, what do you, what do you guys want to do with this? Say, well, our students will come and experiment with these bodies. They will cut them from their toes to their brain to experiment. They will be cut in pieces. And I wondered to myself, who were these people when they were alive? When John F. Kennedy was alive, he was one of the greatest presidents to ever live. And one of the greatest men, one of the greatest thinkers in the world. But you know, John F. Kennedy, they cut his brain in two. And they were holding his brain. They said, from, from, from this thing here. And I was looking at, I was, I, I was reading about someone's, the, one of the greatest thinkers in the world, his brain on a plate. They were cutting it like meat. What is your life? These are the things that science can't solve. Because there is a life that is now and there is a life that is to come. Jesus came for that life. He came for that life. That is the real problem of the world. So John says, what we have seen, we are testifying that the Father sent Jesus to be Savior of the world. When I say Jesus, say Savior of the world. Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. That's why he came. To be savior of the world. I mean, I saw these dead people. Dead people. I saw a lady. She looked like she had just probably died a few days. Oh, so beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. She was just looking so peaceful. So peaceful. She was, she was naked. Now she couldn't cover her nakedness. 
I could see everything. Her leg was spread wide. Her arms were spread open. They were about to cut her every single cell in her body. Splice her into pieces. But in this her lifetime, she must have been something. She must have been hiding her body. She must have been a precious commodity to someone. She must have been a precious jewel to someone. But there she was lying down. Ready to be chopped like cow meat. This is what Jesus came for. That's why when Jesus came, he wasn't bothered about all the other things. You know, some of us are getting so bothered about so many things. You're getting so bothered. Oh, I want to, I want to build schools. Oh, no, I want to build a secondary school. You know that kind of stuff, right? I want to build a secondary school. I want to have a university. They cannot solve anything. They can't. They can't solve anything. They can help in this life. But they cannot solve the question of eternity. They cannot save. Jesus. Savior of the world. You didn't say it. Jesus. Hey. Amen. Kai. Say Kai. What a Jesus. <laughs> Look at me at the book of Acts chapter 5 verse 30. Who is Jesus? That's what I'm teaching you right now. Acts chapter 5 verse 30. Are you being blessed? If you're being blessed, say praise the Lord. Okay, that's great. Who again is Jesus? Acts 5 is 30. I think someone is... Joe, that is supposed to be your seat. You know why it's supposed to be your seat, yeah? His leg. Ah, strange legs. Sit, sit down, sit down. You take care of the door. I think someone might have been knocking there. I might have heard of someone. I've heard twice knocks. Okay. Nobody? Okay. Four. So, 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 so. Are we there? 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 Let's go. Holy Spirit, keep our hearts in your love today. Allow our hearts to enter in. Let us see the invisible. Acts 5 from verse 30. If you are there, can you, can you say amen? Okay, everybody's there. Cool, cool, cool. It says, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hung on a tree. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit. Whom God has given to them that obey him. Who is Jesus? Prince and his savior. Wow. Who is Jesus? A prince and a savior. What prince is this? The prince of life. That's what the Bible calls him. The prince of life. The prince of life. A prince and a savior. And what did this prince and savior got come for? So Jesus died. God gave Jesus to die. And then raised him up. Isn't it? He raised him up. Our forefathers killed him. Our fathers before us killed him. You know, 
if you were there in the day of Jesus, who would you have been? If you were there in the days of Jesus, who would you have been? Who do you think? Mm, like, say, Peter. What do you think? Who do you think you'd have been? Peter. Two Peters. Glory. No one here will say, just watch. Who do you, who do you think you'd have been? Simon Peter now. You've come home. Is it not still Peter? Who do you think? Three Peters. Joseph of Arimathea because of money. Is there any other reason? It's money. Oh. John. Who? John. Who? John. Three Johns, three Peters, one Joseph. You Peter too. Four Peters. <laughs> Who? One of those that crucified him. What about you? Mata. What about you? The one that went to anoint his body, the prostitutes. That's a prostitute now. <laughs> yeah, I should have been married the prostitutes. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what should have been. Lock the door. Yeah, that's what should have been. Okay, now. Did you notice nobody here will ever be Judas? <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Who will, even Judas wouldn't have been Judas. Judas himself will say, I would not be Judas. Yes. Yes. But I tell you, if you were there in the day of Jesus, you would have been one of those that crucified him. You'd have been one of those that crucified him. Look, it made perfect sense to kill Jesus. It was not brutal. It was not. Look, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Carpenter, we used to know thirty years. You came and you fixed my kitchen chair. I pay you stipend. Hey, Jesus, how are you? Just take this one and eat. Then one day you come to me and say, "I'm the savior of the world." Oh. Guy, you will die. You, you will. It made perfect sense for Jesus to die. Perfect sense. Perfect sense. These were people that were looking for a savior, and a carpenter came out of nowhere and said, "I'm a savior." Oh, you will die. They could not explain the results of his life, but because they knew where he came from, because they knew where he came from. Is that not how people treat you? Because they know your story. Yeah, because they know your story, because they know your primary school. You went to Abogloshi High School. <laughs> In your school, your teacher spoke vernacular. Yeah, spoke vernacular. Some of you out here are acting like angels. It's not a lie. Even when you went to an expensive school, your parents went through hell to get you there. Went through so much, through hell. It was not fun. They were smiling, but they were suffering just to make you go through a nice school. Yeah. Some of you, your secondary schools, you, you don't want to tell us the full name. You tell us. Auntie Mommy, <laughs> primary school, Ade and Sons, 
Iroko High Schools. <laughs> Telling you, some, some very great names, powerful names. If you think of the name of your school now, you're like, Jesus, I went there. <laughs> yeah, went there. Some of the names are not super cool, eh? Huh? Ask your neighbor, what's the name of your school? Did they tell you? Or are they now laughing to cover up? Don't let them cover up. Investigate. Discover. Primary and secondary. Investigate. Investigate. Tell him, not me. What did he say? Almost all schools that have international are very, very local. They open international this. Even the owner of the school has not been abroad. <laughs> it has been a prophecy that hasn't happened till today. International. <laughs> oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yeah, some of us are very tired. Remember one day I asked somebody, what was the name of your school? And they just mentioned it. I said, hallelujah, let's pray. <laughs> there was nothing more to say again. When I heard the name, I respected grace. Yeah. My high school, my, 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 my high school it was a bit okay. By the name at least. And by the school. It was, you know. But not all of us came that way. Yeah? Do you understand? Not all of us came that way. I went to the most expensive school in Portacot. And the third most expensive in Nigeria when I was in, high, in primary school. Very expensive. Very, very expensive. Governors and presidents' kids only were there. And my dad was neither of these, but he could easily afford it, so I was there. You see? It was a huge school. Yeah. But not all of us were like this. And imagine, even at that, it couldn't save me. But what could save me? Can money save? No. If money could save, none of us would have salvation, yes? Huh? If money could save, how many of your parents could afford it? How much do you think salvation will be per person? Can I? Can I what, what do you think? How much? Give me an answer. What do you think? How much? You, you like saying some amount. So I'll ask somebody who can give an estimate. Well, can you give an estimate? Huh? Even you, you took it far. <laughs> what do you think? Like a hundred million, right? Depending on the kind, the quality of salvation you want. <laughs> The one that cleanses from all sins. <laughs> if you want all sins, if you want weekly forgiveness, <laughs> what do you think? Like 50 million for complete sins or for like maybe half, maybe first five years of your life. <laughs> renew, you renew your life, your subscription every year. What do you think? Like 10 million, huh? What do you think? It will be like in zillions, the blood. <laughs> zillions uh, of the highest currency. <laughs> Probably in zillions of gold. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? 100 naira. 100 million what? 
USD. What do you think? 10 million naira. That means Americans will come here and be saved and take the salvation away. <laughs> hmm? Like 100 million. What do you think, Gabriel? Like a billion. Ah, what do you think? A million carat gold. Hey, I've not heard of that. <laughs> carat gold, one million. <laughs> now listen, listen. As what I'm saying here, what I'm, what, yeah, what do you think? How much? You said, yeah, yeah. What do you, do you know? Do you know? Do you know that salvation used to be sold in the Catholic Church in those days? Yeah, they used to sell salvation. Only the rich could be saved. The poor people could afford one day of salvation. You just buy salvation for 24 hours. After that, you are owing God. Yes. Yeah. The days of darkness. The days when men used to buy salvation for their souls. You buy it. You buy it. If you can't afford it, you're not saved. You can't attend a service. You can't hear the word preached. You can't. This is what Martin Luther King came to, 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 to deliver us from. If he hadn't come, we'll still be there today. We'll still be buying salvation. Some of us will already be eternally. Let's just be thieves. Just, as we're just we're saying, hey, oh, this day, we are crazy. Let's go, let's go and rob. <laughs> we can't do it. Because in those days, men will rob and go and be saved. That was the idea for robbing. They will rob still so much, then come, look, this is it. This is it, the Pope. The Pope will say, oh, you have brought this. Even your stealing has been saved. Yeah, your stealing has been saved. But this is just for two years. After two years, you have to come again. Bring more. Otherwise, you are not saved. It was called tributaries. Tributaries. Mercy, Lord. Imagine we were born then. Imagine you and I were born then. We are lucky to be born now. Imagine. And imagine our parents were in the financial situation they are now. Where will we be? I would be, I would just be at the gate. Like, ah, we can't be saved, though. We'll be begging for coins. Please, help. We just need salvation for one service. Let's attend the service. You are not allowed to look at the Bible. Praise God. Alright? So Jesus is the Prince and Savior of the world. You see? So it made sense that Jesus should die. It made sense. How did it make sense? Look at Jesus. Look, when Jesus came, they asked Jesus, Who do you say? Okay, look at it all. Jesus has been walking miracles, ah, doing so many signs and wonders, doing every amazing thing. Then one day, Judas. Satan entered into Judas's heart. Satan entered into, into Judas's heart. And if, if you are here and you don't yet understand all this, I'm, I'm trying to tell you some things that made, Satan's, made Satan enter into Judas's heart. One of those things was he tried to be an original. Among the disciples, Judas tried to be different. Judas tried to be, he was the only one who complained every time. He was the only one who saw what was wrong. When they, when they were washing Jesus' feet with perfume and cleaning his hair with her feet, when that lady was doing it, he was the only one who spoke out. He said, look how he's wasting money. So probably Judas must have felt one of two things. He must have felt, number one, that 
they were not, that Jesus was not respecting him enough. I mean, look at me, small boy like this, even a carpenter. Look at me. Judas must have come from a, a nice place, maybe. Do you understand? Do you know that all the disciples of Jesus were from Galilee? Only Judas was from a different place. Read the Bible. Only Judas was from a different place. He was different. Since he came, he was different. He was different. Some of you, that's how some of you are, as you are here. Now in this whole meeting, some of you are trying to be different. We say, say this. <laughs> Do this. I, I've seen one time, I've seen one time. I was saying, praise the Lord, and one guy was speaking in tongues. Praise the Lord. Then I said, shall we stand to our feet? Then I said, every demon in this place, come out. If you see the demons that manifested out of him, 100 demons came out of him. One by one, they mentioned their names. It's a different guys. It's a different guys. Yeah. It's true. Everything I'm telling you is true. Stand up. Let us pray. Put your hand on your chest. He refused to put his hand. He was praying. Oh, I see your skies, baby. But something was wrong. I felt something was wrong. Why can't you have the joy to just participate? Do you understand? Something is wrong with this guy. Then I said, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, every demon in this place, I command you to show yourself. That was all I said. Show yourself. What? Before you know, went down like, ooh, ooh. Hey. <laughs> I turned to my associates. You see the guy that was praying in tongues? Look at him. Manifesting. Manifesting demons like a dog. He was literally behaving like a dog. Like a dog on the floor. Be barking. Flow with the Spirit. When a pastor says something, he's actually doing something in the Spirit we can't see. Do you understand? Yeah, he's doing something in the Spirit you can't see. He's doing it something in the Spirit. Deliverance is happened from simple unism in the Spirit when everybody is doing the same thing at the same time. Great blessings come from it. Great, but you can't see it. Judas was that guy. That's why Jesus said, have I not chosen 12 of you and one of you is a devil? He didn't say one of you is possessed. He said one of you is a devil. A person. A person was a devil. A person. A devil. Stand up. Not you, but stand up, sir. <laughs> not him. You are not a devil in Jesus' name. But, but Jesus was choosing. He said one of you is a devil. One of you is a devil. So how do you know one of you is a devil? The characteristics of the devil... Number one, originality. Number one. Number one. Satan is always trying to break ranks by being a different person. Do you know that? Yeah. Have you noticed in every church, the person who is always trying to be unique and different is the one that, that breaks the church? Oh, why are you guys acting like you don't know? Have you not been to churches? It's like, all of you here have a church life and church history. Goodness, is, is this not true? Maybe some of you were even the different ones. Is it not true? Is it not true, Gabriel? Or what do you think, Emmanuel? Is it not true? What do you think? Is it not true, PT? 
It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's actually, you, you can sit down. Thank you kindly. It's true. It's actually very true. In every family, the different child is always the child that ends up wrong in the house. Always the child that doesn't communicate with the family at the end of the day. The one who is always, always trying to be special. Always trying to be different. Always making others feel like they don't know better. Like they are the least. Like look, look at these people. They don't even know what they are doing. I'm the really spiritual one. I'm the really, I'm the this. I'm the, I'm the Moses of this family. Can't you see? That's always the person that ends up being a heartbreak to the family. Because you see, there's a way to go about things. Do you know that? Do you know? There's a way to go about things. Judas was that guy. And when Judas betrayed the Lord Jesus, when Judas betrayed the Lord Jesus on that day, and they held Jesus, and took him away, and they asked Jesus, who do you say you are? First of all, Jesus was there, and Peter brought out a sword, and cut the ears of one of the men. And look at Jesus, about to die. Oh, the prince of life. He picked the man's ears, and he said, He that lives by the sword shall die by the sword. Are you trying to stop the will of God? He said, don't fight for me. Because if I wanted, if I wanted, I will call down legions of... Jesus didn't say, do you know what a legion is? Who knows what a legion is? How many? A legion is 6,000. Jesus said he will call how many legions in the Bible? Was it 12 legions? Search your Bible. He specified. He said a certain number of legions. Search the Bible. In them you think you have life. But they speak of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing it? Is it there? How many? Should I search it before you? Okay. Let me do the search. Who has seen it? 12. He said that he will give me more than 12 legions. Let's just assume that Jesus... Only summon 12. 12 angels. Which type do you think would have answered Jesus? All the archangels. All the cherubims. All the seraphims. All the other spirits we don't know. There are many spirits in heaven. There are, many, there are animal spirits in heaven. Yeah, in the book of Revelation, we can see that there are animal spirits. Animals that look like bears. The fierceness of bears. The fierceness of lions. Jesus, if he has said, Father, help me. Twelve. Minimum. Six times twelve is what? Seventy-two. Seventy-two thousand angels would have come to fight how many men? (laughs) They would have surrounded all of Israel. Surrounded all of... It was one angel that killed 240,000 men in 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 the Bible days. One angel passing through Israel killed 240,000 men in a day. How much would 72 do? 72,000. Just minimum. 72,000. As they raise their sword, Israel is over. Everybody is dead. Only Jesus will be alive. They will even mistakenly kill the disciples. <laughs> stood there, they would know Judas. They would know some people who have been thinking some weird weird things about Jesus. While he was there and they would have, they were standing with Jesus. You know, not everybody had a very, very, some people still suspected Jesus. 
One of those people was Thomas. The one who was with Jesus. He didn't totally believe in Jesus. He just stayed because we are here now. Let's keep hitching the ride. I mean, Judas said to Jesus, he said, if Lazarus is sleeping, he will be alright. Jesus said, I'm speaking of death. Then um, Thomas said, let's go and die together. <laughs> let's go and die with him. I mean, the guy was real. He said, let's go and die. This one, there's no solution. Let's just go and die. Because, because they were looking for Jesus to kill him then. So let's just go and die with him. I mean, this was, there were many people. Thomas was the same one that said, if you know where, if you know where you're going, why not telling us? Show us the Father. We will see him. And Jesus said, if you are looking at me, you are looking at the Father. Thomas said, it's not enough. <coughs> Thomas did not believe until the day Jesus appeared and showed him his hands. He, will, he still put his hand inside. And shook, put his hand into his side. I mean, he was there when Jesus was walking on the sea in John chapter 6. And we are going to get to that part of who is Jesus. Jesus was walking on the sea in John chapter 6. And the Bible says that his disciples, he would have passed them by. And his disciples saw him and called him. That was, you know, there were several, several sheep in these incidences that happened in the Bible. And this was one of those special ones. And when, when they called him, Jesus then turned, he passed them. Then he said, Jesus! He said, hey, oh, guys, ah, what's up? Now, I want to explain the Sea of Galilee to you. Some of you don't know the Sea of Galilee. But one day, I speak by the Spirit. We'll have a camp meeting for pastors. This is a pastor's camp meeting. We'll have a pastor's camp meeting in Israel. In, in Tel Aviv. And we will book a ship and have the camp on the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee... Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Um, you're going to see something. I want to show you. Who is this Jesus? Are you ready to see it? Shabalabahai. Lingro diseke mekinson tolomakayishtin seledures peketis. Sambrali guntoskolo shondalagides telamaha. Who are these people? Who are these people that seek the king of glory? Hey, who are these people? Hmm. You're going to see something that's going to change something about you. John chapter 6. John 6. If you are there, please open with me. For I will send them as arrows, and ye, they will stand as witnesses who have seen and heard of me. I will be unto them a God, and they shall be unto the people a prophet, an oracle, a people sent in my name. I will send them. I will give them all of the resources of heaven. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will make them look special, even though they are my, they are my children. Special from among the nations wherein they were called. I will send them to the face of the earth. For ye I have spoken. Let's look at it. John 6. Verse 16. John 6. Verse 16. If you are there, say I'm there. I'm about to show you something. And I want you to be free. Look, during this meeting, I want you to be yourself. I told you. Be yourself in the presence of God or you never catch an anointing. When you are, when you are unrealistic, you never get it. If you see something that is amazing, say wow. Do you understand? If it's wonderful, say wonderful. If it's great, don't just lift your hands and touch the fan. So that you don't cut yourself. It's the most important thing right now. 
Now look at it. John 6 verse 16. And when even, evening was now come, make sure you're reading your Bible. And when evening was now come, his disciples went down onto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. A great wind that blew. So when they rode about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. Now, I want to show you something. That is twenty-five or thirty furlongs. Who knows what a furlong is? Who knows? It's a measurement, a unit of measurement that was used in those days. A furlong, one furlong, all right, is about about two or two miles or something like that. Because it's what is used in horse racing to measure um, the racetrack. It's in furlongs. Two dates. You, I don't know if you know this horse racing thing. Polo. Yeah, that's how you measure it in furlongs until today. Now, but if you're using a more modern Bible, if you're using a more modern Bible, you're going to see the actual measurement. How many? Three or four miles. How many of you know what four, what, what, in, what three miles is? How many of you know how far three miles is? Three miles. Who, who, who can tell me an estimation of three miles in Benin? Who can give me an estimation in Nigeria here, here in Benin? Who can give me an estimation of three miles? Pardon? You said something. From here to five junction. It's longer than that. Three miles is longer than that. Huh? What are you saying? Say what you're saying. Speak out. Don't mumble. Mm-hmm. Like from here to where? No, it's not. Three miles. Try running three miles. If it's from here to Ushelusha, then I've run 100 miles. From here to five junction, that's, that junction itself is most likely what three miles is like. Do you understand? You know where five junction is? Do you know where it is? From here that we are standing now. Have you, how many of you have ever walked from here to five junction before? Or beyond? How many of you have walked? How, how far does it feel? It's quite a distance, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a distance. Jesus walked three miles on the on water. Sakabaya. Jesus walked from here to the distance of five junction on water. Under great winds. Look, it was a long some of you don't realize it was a long walk. It was not like maybe he walked maybe some few feet. Jesus walked three miles. It was a trek. Jesus trekked on water. Hey! Am I the only one that feels like saying, wow. Wow. God. Jesus walked on water like this. Now, as he was walking on water, what was happening? How many of you know surface tension? Surface tension, science students. Surface tension. Alright? Something was supposed to happen. Alright? The principle of flotation. When the mass of a person in latent, because there are some science students, art students here. 
when the mass of something is heavier than the water, the water is displaced and then the thing goes down. So it means that as Jesus was walking, surface tension changed. The water became solid as he stepped. As he walked, as he walked, it solidified as he walked. And then he walked three miles like that. Jesus is wild though. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is wild. Check if there's someone there. I tell you, Jesus is wild. Three miles on the day when there was a north wind. That's one of the strongest winds in the sea. The north wind. One of the strongest winds. And Jesus was walking. I can imagine what he was thinking as he was walking. Ah, I have to go to. Ah, 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 it's been a long time I went to Decapolis. We haven't held a crusade there in a while. Peter, I hope he kept the food because I'm hungry. Ah, you, you know, Jesus wasn't actually thinking of heaven. No, 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 no. Jesus was full human. He must have been hungry that day. Yeah, yeah. He must have walked to a point. You know how our minds wander when we are walking? And when you're walking on a very long journey, your mind wanders the most. Jesus' mind, he must have even sang a song. Jesus, <laughs> what a wonder I am. <laughs> I'm walking. Because if he, if he wanted to glorify himself, he was still right. Yeah, Jesus said, I can glorify myself, but my father glorifies me. So he could have glorified himself if he wanted to. He could have sung to himself. Because Jesus, after all, in the book of Revelation, prayed a prayer, said a word of prophecy, and said amen to his own prophecy. Then after he said amen, he said, I am amen. It's not like, it's just formality. (laughs) Talk to your neighbor again and say, your neighbor, they say, guy, guy, Jesus is wild. 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 Who is Jesus? Prince and Savior. Now, the same person. Now, the story doesn't end there. After Jesus had walked about 51 kilometers. 51 kilometers. You can imagine the leg, the, the, the muscles of his legs. How it would have been. Jesus spent most of his life trekking. 51 kilometer trek. And when Jesus got there, his disciples were so afraid. And he said to them, fear not, it is I. And he entered into the ship. Now remember, at this point, you see, usually the wind on the sea, the sea wind is usually, I'm just telling you basic um, nautical stuff, that's water stuff. The wind, it's mostly windy when you're not close to the shore. We don't really feel the wind of the sea. Do you know that? Yeah, what we experience is what is called sea breeze, what we were taught in physics. By the time it gets to land, it's lighter, and yet it's still very windy. The real wind of a sea is when you're far out. When you're far out. When you're far out. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever swam before? How many of you can swim here? How many of you? Uh, I didn't say whether you can swim well or not. Just if you can swim. Basic human swimming. Even if it's in a shallow bucket. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. You can sit down. Sleep is still catching you at this point. Sleepy. Okay. Now look, we'll soon go on a wee wee break. Alright? Now look. So Jesus, alright? Um, oh yeah, I was talking about swimming. I was talking about swimming. Now, how many of you have ever gone to swim before? And maybe you were playing football or you had a life, one of those lifeguard things. And it was just beside you and you were having fun and you turned and it was at the deep side. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I can't catch it. Let's leave it. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. All right. The current of water, it can displace things in seconds. In seconds, it can displace things. Yeah. In in few seconds, eh, your ship will appear in another place that you don't even know if there's no anchor for your ship. Yeah. In fact, if you go to all these waterways, I remember once we went, we were going somewhere in Nigeria, and we had crossed a sea, the Atlantic Ocean, a sea that borders into the Atlantic Ocean in River State. And five minutes, I said, God, it's time to calm down. I, I can't take this again. Five minutes, we're still driving. Ten minutes, we're driving. Then a ship was coming. <gasps> it was as if we would die. The way the man was saying, all of you, look, put on your this, buckle it very well. We're ship- is it, what's the problem? I said, what, what's the problem? This preacher going to preach. He <laughs> said, don't worry, we'll be okay, but just make sure everything, just in case. I said, just in case of what? <laughs> you see and then the ship was coming and the ship was coming and coming and coming it shifted far away but the wave from the ship still affected the boat the boat went sideways and he had to turn off the engine at a certain distance he turned off the engine because somehow it looks like if they i don't know whether the water disagrees with the fan something can happen so he just turned it off and shifted far because the ship was already closed before he noticed it. Such a careless driver. He should have noticed it very long time ago and diverted a long time ago. But when he could see it was when... You know, what kind of human being is this? We're supposed to notice the ship when it's a dot. But we started seeing it when it was a giant. He started noticing it was important to shift. You see, human beings, Nigerians, <laughs> anything close to death, we like it. Yeah. And this, this, as the ship passed, oh, when I looked at the ship, I said, how small are we in the, in the picture of things? We're so small. If that ship jams you, it won't notice. <laughs> it won't, it just be, you if we like gallop. It just, zing. <laughs> end. End of this, the, the guy would even know. You see, there's something happening in the water. No, we just passed. <laughs> And this, 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 this thing, as the thing waved, the boat went shaking. And I was just imagining the kind of, what the Bible calls a great wind arose. A great storm. So there was a mighty storm. Jesus didn't even count the storm. He was walking in the storm. For 51 kilometers. Tell your neighbor again, Jesus, eh? He's wild. Jesus is wild, though. 
he didn't stop the wind. He must have been thinking of other things. His mind was on many things. He was just thinking, thinking, probably speaking in tongues. Speaking a heavenly language. Jesus was already born with the Holy Ghost. We had to receive him. He was born with him. So Jesus spoke in tongues as a mother tongue. That's why Jesus is not the first person to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Tongues was his mother language. He understood the language. Our understanding is still unfruitful for most of us. But when Jesus would speak in a heavenly language, he knew what was going. He knew what he was saying. He knows all the alphabets of tongues. Kai. We have a supernatural download into our spirits. He formed the language. Yeah. We received the software downloaded into us. He wrote the code. Hey! Tell your neighbor again, Jesus is wild. Jesus is wild. Yes, Jesus is wild. Very amazing. What an amazing man. What an amazing man. We are not serving an ordinary person. We are not. 51 kilometers of great wind. Great wind. Imagine how great the wind was. Look, the Sea of Galilee. If you just take it, maybe a moment after now and go online after now and you check the Sea of Galilee, you see. It's very vast and it's black. The Sea of Galilee is black and very deep, thousands of meters deep. And every year, five persons die there. Minimum of five persons died there. Statistics have it. It's a very dangerous water. Very dangerous waterway. We, when we have our camp, they will be at the shore with anchor. Like two. <laughs> at the shore. Oh, you think we'll go far? We are not going far. We'll stay at the shore. I have to then come down and walk away. Who's <laughs> going far with you? You want to have, go your own camp. <laughs> have your own camp. Invite your own delegates. Go by yourself. Me and my house, we will stay on shore. <laughs> ah, <clears throat> when you know facts about the Sea of Galilee, more ships have crashed there than in the Atlantic Ocean. More ships in the Sea of Galilee. Very tempestuous sea. It's a very tempestuous sea. I'm trying to, I mean, read it yourself when you go to the Sea of Galilee. Facts about the Sea of Galilee. It's a, it's a bloody place. Many ships. And there was Jesus walking on the, one of the most dangerous waterways. Taking a stroll. A long trek. It's not like maybe he walked for two minutes. That kind of walk would have taken a minimum of one hour. Yeah. A minimum of one hour. You think it takes 20 minutes to walk from here to Five Junction, huh? huh? You think it takes 30 minutes? Some of you, are, uh, when you think of a five junction, because you have been used to driving, it looks like just here. Do you understand? You're used to being in a bus. So for you, five junction is just here. Walk. Just one day, just wake up. Say, you know what? Let's just stroll. Tell your friend, let's just stroll. You know? How many of you, if, you, if you'd like to take prayer walks, take a prayer walk to five junction. You pray in tongues. You say, hey, God, <laughs> carry extra 50 naira. <laughs> and everybody will think it's offering. They don't know it's backup. <laughs> As soon as you get to a certain point of speaking in tongues, maybe you're crossing a certain time, you just interval say, <laughs> 50 naira, let's go home. <laughs> then when you now come back with the boss, you now go inside Uniben and sit down at Fidelity Park for like two, one hour plus, charging your phone and come back and tell us you went there. Ah! 
See, I, I walked down and, and, and the Lord was really faithful, you know. <laughs> uh, I noticed. So. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. Listen. Listen. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. It's Jesus. And as he was walking down, as he was walking down, as he was walking, as he was walking, his disciples became so afraid. Because you see, when there is fear, you always see things that are not really there. And they thought it was a ghost. What is a ghost doing in the midst of a storm? Huh? Is it, the, the, is it Davy Jones? Huh? Captain Hook? <laughs> Who is there? Who is this is a ghost. I'm sure there must have been many ghost stories, Baba Yaga. <laughs> the boogeyman. <laughs> oh, yeah. The headless hunter. You know, fishermen have stories. And these guys were mostly fishermen. When they say, hey, it's Baba Yaga. <laughs> this, this, because you can't be afraid if you've not heard a story. Are you there? Yeah, they were afraid. So, the Bible says they were so afraid. You know, their fear had a sore. <laughs> fear had a sore. It was painful fear. Yeah, it, was, it was painful fear. If you've ever had a sore before, you know what it means to be so afraid. Baba Yaga. Huh? Some of you have watched the movie. Huh? Okay. And when Jesus said, Don't be afraid, it is I. Let me show you what happened. She alone sing shelene kuli mene kubo. Shigalahate. Oh. Oh mercy. Mercy Lord. Can we really know you? But he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then, 21. Are you there? Verse 21. John 6. Then they willingly received him into the ship. Can you read the other part for me? Jesus is wild. Cold is catching me now. Like, I can feel the anointing. Look. Hey! Look. 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 The ship teleported as soon as he walked in. Now, now, I want you to understand when he says they willingly received him into the ship. Do you know what it means? While he was walking, because the ship was higher, they helped him in. That's what it means. Hey, Jesus, you please come inside. I beg the same pulling him in. And then, as soon as Jesus' leg touched the ship, they were in the location they wanted to go. On land. He didn't stop the sea. He didn't stop the wind. But they were on land. He said, let's go down. Judas saw this and still sold him for 30 pieces of gold. Thomas saw this and still didn't believe until he put his hand in his side and in his palms. Until he put his finger in. Peter said to Jesus, Jesus said, Tonight, the Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of sinners. And they will do with him whatever they please. One of the saddest days in history. There were two days in history. Two of the saddest days in history. The day man lost the presence of God and the day Jesus was being betrayed. 
32 says this. Man lost the presence of God in the Garden of Eden. We were living in the presence of God naturally. Man lost it that day. It was a very sad day in the history of all religions are a search for the presence of God. All. That day. And the second saddest day was the day Jesus said, This evening I will be betrayed. And Peter looked at Jesus. The way all of us are looking at our lives with so much self-confidence. Who is Rhonda Byrne? Napoleon Hill will save you. Rhonda Byrne will save you. The law of attraction will help you. eh? You will soon wake up. Don't worry. Just continue. eh? Your eye will open like this. I'm still what I was when I was a child. Peter was that self-confident. Despite being with the master. With the master. Not a master. The master. The one that, that touched a sheep with his feet. As soon as he alighted on the sheep, they landed where they were supposed to go. The sheep anchored itself. Like The sheep saw Jesus. Hey, let's go. Let's go. This guy is here. They, they teleported everybody. The sheep. The goods on the sheep. The fish in the sheep. And water had been entering the sheep with the water. You know, they were planning on struggling some more. Because they were already wet. Such a great wind, everybody will be wet. Because everybody will, walk, will be working hard to survive. So, as soon as they got him in, they were shouting, Yo! Yeah. And Peter looked at Jesus. My goodness. He wondered, who is this? Who is this? Now, this is not the sea obeying him. This is property moving with his feet. Did you know that Jesus can move this planet if he wants to, like a sheep, and take it to another orbit, another universe, somewhere else? (sighs) Who is Jesus? The same one. And Jesus came and knew all the problems of the world. He He knows everything everybody here is going through. But Jesus has not come to solve your financial problems. Jesus has not come to solve your emotional problems. Jesus has not come to solve your economic crisis. Jesus has not come to solve your educational problems. Jesus has not come for your health issues. Jesus, a prince and savior of the world Jesus a prince and savior Ah. Father I thank you hey thank you thank you so much thank you what a privilege what a privilege Oh, thank you. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. First Timothy chapter 1. 
verse 1. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? 1 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse 1. I want to sound like Kenneth Hagin a bit. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter number 1 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You dear? Well now, you see the word of God is real. And I believe it with all of my heart. And I believe that if you believe it, it's going to change your life. Amen. Woo-hee. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ who is our hope. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is our hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. Jesus Christ. You have to write if you're in my camp meeting. People who don't write can be at my camp. Jesus Christ is our hope. Jesus Christ is your hope. There is no other hope. Our hope. Is it for tomorrow? Who is Jesus? Is it for the future? Who is Jesus? Is your hope. Some of you have hopes in visas, you have hopes in traveling, you have hopes in money. If you don't have hope in money, you will not admire criminals. But many of you admire criminals. You know, one of the reasons I have problems with ripped jeans. I mean, I'm not stopping. Look at my son. He's wearing a ripped jean. I'm not stopping anybody from wearing a ripped jean. But one of the problems I have with ripped jeans is that the people who wear them, we admire them because of money, not because of the spirit that is upon them. So there is no need for me to wear it because I don't admire the spirit on such men. I will never admire a man for money. Because Jesus is our hope. And that man will buy all the ripped jeans in the world and wouldn't wear it when he's walking into hell. Jesus our hope. He's the hope of the world. Jesus is the hope of the world. You see why your dreams of being a billionaire will do nothing for the world. You cannot build enough roads to, to, to solve the problem of the world. You cannot build enough schools to solve the problem of the world. You cannot feed all the hungry children to stop the problems of the world. You can't. You can't. Huh? Are you there? Yeah, you can't. I tell you, you can't. Yeah, let me tell you heart to heart. You really can't. You can't solve the problem of this world by being a billionaire. You can't solve the problem of this world by being a multi-billionaire. You can't solve the problem of this world by building orphanages. You can't. Your dreams are vain. Your dreams have no eternal meaning to God. They will do nothing for God. Because our only hope for this world. The world is not getting better. You know, I was once taken in a vision. And in this vision, I was taken into a library in heaven. I was taken in a trance. I, I saw myself in heaven. And, 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 and an angel said to me, come here. And he took me to a place. And in that place, I saw books lined up from beginning to end. And he said, the Lord God has sent me to give you the library of heaven. That you can read whatever it is that you want. And I saw a whole line for immortality. A whole, the line was like from here to Lagos. 
the revelation of immortality. I took out a page and I was reading about it. And then, when I finished, I came back to myself. When I came back to myself, I was glad. I said, oh, thank you, God. I saw the price. I saw what it would cost to walk in immortality. I saw what it would cost. Everything has a tag to it. There's a blood for everything. There's something. Blood for value. Value for value. Even in heaven, there is value. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is value for value. Yeah. There is value for value. And I saw the value. I saw what it was going to take. Walk before me and be perfect. I said, wow. Hey. I said, I can do that. It's okay. Um, we're dead. We're, we, 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 we've already died here. <laughs> Let's do this thing. And then I started reading the news. I just went online and I was checking science news and I saw that at Alaska, that Alaska is now very hot. How many of you know Alaska? Alaska is one of the coldest places in the world and there are glaciers there. One of the biggest glaciers of Alaska has melted totally. It means that the water bodies are rising. We are about to experience more tsunamis and one day we will experience a super tsunami. That will cover the whole world. And the waters of the Arctic are rising also. All the glaciers are melting. Then I will just really see. Then the third one. That the sun is running out of heat. In a couple of thousands of years. The sun is finally going to die. Every star dies. I hope you know that. Every and then when the star dies, the earth is going to be like Pluto cold, frozen ball. Cold, frozen ball. I said, Lord, I don't want the revelation of immortality. I'm coming home. No, hey, hey this kind of thing. All these stories. <laughs> I, I ain't staying. What? So, what am I going to stay here to do? Then we'll see tsunami. I'll not be running. <laughs> Entire sheep like Noah, and then by that time, all of most of you or all of you would have left. So, you be here, will pray for me. I'll pray for me, oh. we'll be there together. <laughs> be there out there. I came before you. I came here. <laughs> when did you come? It's not last year, I've been here 15 years. I finished my job since I left the scene. I said, Wow, mankind is destroying himself in an unprecedented way. We thought it would be slower. But the way science is explaining it, they are saying that it is faster than we ever anticipated. It is faster. Man is destroying himself at an irreparable level now. It's getting irreparable. Irreversible. So they are really serious about searching for new galaxies where people can stay. They are very serious. All this Star Trek will soon be happening. And Africa will still be here. Because we can't afford it. Only Dangote and some other people will go. But guess what? Guess what? That is science. Jesus is our hope. Yes, that is science. Science can say all it wants to say and do all it wants to do and do everything and say this one, we have to go to space, but there is one name by which every man shall be saved. It's not a new galaxy. It is a place. 
It's called heaven. It is a man. He's called Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is the hope of the world. Amen. Amen. Yeah. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 10. Who is Jesus? Chapter 4 verse 10. Who is Jesus? I hope you're writing who Jesus is. Because many of you don't really know him. I'm trying to tell you now. Are you there? First Timothy chapter number 4 and verse 10. First Timothy chapter number 4. That's why many of you don't know how to preach salvation. That's why many of you have random, many, many random dreams. Because you don't know who Jesus is. You're not living for him. You're not living for him. So you don't know who Jesus really is. Dreams of being an international businessman. He's not going to do anything for this world. It's not. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 10. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God. Who is the savior of all men. Especially of those that believe. Who is Jesus? How many men? Especially. 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 Especially of those who believe. Jesus is the savior of all men. So who is Jesus? The savior of all men. He's the savior of all men. He's the savior of the drug addicts. You don't withhold Jesus from people. You know, there are some of us who withhold Jesus from people. Because we think some people are beyond saving. Huh? Some people think some people are beyond saving. But Jesus is the savior of all men. Especially of those who believe. That is wonderful, isn't it? Second Timothy chapter 1 from verse 8 to 10. And then we would go on a break after a few scripture. This whole morning session is just for who is Jesus, okay? Because we have to know the person we are, we are gathering for now. Don't you think so? It's been a long time we talked about Jesus like this, do you know? For many, do you know for all of us, almost all of us here, it's been a long time we just talked Jesus. How many of you realize this, truthfully? Has it not been a long time that we just talked about Jesus? Nowadays, his principles, 30 principles to prosperity, how to live in grace, blah, 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 demons, it's so many things, but Jesus is no longer the topic. Look at how your hearts are stirred toward him, toward your love for him. Mm. The book of Song of Song says, Tear not up my love, because my love is wild. I'm staring up your love. Tell your neighbor, don't stare my love. Yeah, there are some, look, 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 there are some men who stare up the love of ladies and leave them hanging. There are some women who stare up the love of men and leave them hanging. But when Jesus tears up your love, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Hey! You will cheat on him and he will clean you up. Hey! You know how many times I've cheated on him? You know how many times money has taken over my heart? You know how many times my problems have been bigger than him? You know how many times I've had dreams other than doing his work? You know how many times I've tried to do things? In my own mind, I've cheated on him many times. But you know what? He's the one who wipes my bum bum. 
He cleans me up, gives me a shower, gives me his ring, puts it on my finger, gives me a cloak, and says, walk with me, my son. Let us celebrate together. This is Jesus, the Savior of all men. Seven Timothy chapter number one. We will soon be having our wee wee break, so endure with me. Are you there from verse 8 to verse 10? Be not therefore. Are you there? I'm waiting for all of you. Alright. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. There's so much to say there. We'll talk about that later. Now, who has saved us? 2 Timothy 1. Verse 8. We're at verse 9 now. Alright. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to his, our works, but according to his own purpose. Don't see your neighbor and say you were called for his own purpose. And you see, all these books on how to find your purpose is wrong. We were called for his own purpose. How to find your purpose, 10 steps to purpose, destiny. We were called to his own. Look, not only did he call us to his own purpose, but he gave us his own grace. His own purpose and grace. This is enough for me. I can say this and sleep now. His own purpose and grace. You see, the purpose, the purpose... Huh? Is big for the grace. Like, like, I don't know how to explain it. For the purpose you've been called, you need only Jesus' level of grace. Huh? Are you there? Yes, do, do you get it? Yes, yeah. yeah. I'll show you something. You, you, just mark that verse. Make sure you mark it somewhere. Write it, write it somewhere in a note. And then mark it big. Because I'm about to show you the purpose and the grace. I want to show you the grace. What is the purpose? Then what is the grace? We'll talk about it later. Actually, I'm coming to realize now that one of the things that is causing this divisions and causing us to live a very, very carnal life is actually our pursuit of purpose. In that we all think we all have a different purpose. I told you, originality is our problem. We were all called for the same thing. We are all chosen to do the same thing. The road might be different, but the walk is the same. The road might be different, but the Bible says, Ye are his workmanship, created after him unto good works. You are his workmanship. Jesus' purpose is your purpose. All that search for purpose, all that search for meaning, it's in there in the Bible. As John chapter 20 verse 21. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. This is your purpose. Look, this is, if you can identify with Jesus, with what Jesus was called for. That is the greatest calling. What, what is a doctor? What is a doctor? What's a doctor? No, think about it. What's a doctor? What's a nurse? Who's an engineer? To take on this cause... The same glory. Jesus could have been a doctor. 
Jesus could have been born to kings. Jesus could have been born to physicians. Jesus had Luke, a physician, as one of his boys. He employed a doctor. It means doctors were not that important. Because he himself could have been a doctor. We could have had Jesus Christ, MD, medical doctor. And in many senses, Jesus was a doctor, but he wasn't the kind of doctor we would think, right? What was he? He was a healing doctor. Hey! If Jesus should meet a leprous man, the leprous man had gone everywhere and he knew there was nothing more. And he, he knew, he knew, he knew. And he said to Jesus, Lord, if you are willing. Oh, you don't tell that to doctors. Can you tell a doctor if you, if you want, I know you can make me well. Can you tell somebody, if somebody with HIV saying, doctor, I know if you want, you can make me well. The doctor will say the chances are 40-10 or, or 90-10. 10% you will survive, 90% you will die. Yeah, when my sister went on an operation, that's what they told her. 90-10, 10-90, whatever it was. Said, no, 10% chance you survive. That 10% is a small window. Are you willing to risk it? But here was Jesus standing before this man. He had compassion on him and he said, look at me. No, no. Then he touched the communicable disease. Hey! Don't you anyone say, Jesus is wild. Jesus is wild. Guy. He touched the communicable disease and said, I'm willing. Be healed. And the guy's skin became like a baby's bonbon. Hey! So fresh. So fresh. You would think it was the calamine lotion from heaven. <laughs> Robbed him. He was fine. Jesus is wild, though. Jesus is wild. One day he was walking. He had just finished having a crusade. And they were going somewhere to rest. As he passed by a certain city called Nine, it was the very first time Jesus passed through that city. He had never preached there before. But on this day, on this day, a prince and savior was passing by. That time, he didn't come as prince. He didn't come as savior. He came as prince because he was the prince of life. When he saw a woman cry, Oh, my soul! And, and the Bible says, And all of the city mourned with her. The woman had lost every man in her life. She had lost her husband, and now she had lost her only son. She was weeping. Oh, she will never understand the pain. How many of you have lost someone you really loved before? Do you know that pain? That pain. Then you lose the same kind of person twice. Twice. Your sustenance. Your bread. You know, women will not appreciate the place of husbands. You know, many women, many women, they don't appreciate their husbands until he dies. That's the thing with most women. They don't appreciate their husbands. I remember one time a woman said, when her husband was around, whenever he would come home, he was a, he was a pastor, whenever he would come home, he would touch her hair. And she would shout, What is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? You know, you know, and then he will laugh and he will walk away. She likes to be prim and trim. She doesn't like you scattering her. He will come back again. He will touch her. She will scream. She will shout, don't touch me. Don't touch me. She was this or this prim and trim people. Who live this year, live this year. One day he got sick. And the sickness had no cure. And while he was, he was sick, 
he would touch her head. And she would say, leave me alone. He got worse and got weaker until he could no longer raise his hands. She would go and sit down next to him and carry his hands and put it on her head. And she would scatter it. And he would smile faintly. And every day he would take his, she would take his hand and put it on her head. And, he would, and she would scatter it. And she would say, just touch me by yourself once. Just once. Yeah. See, many of you, you don't value people. As a pastor, most of you don't value me. It's when I die that you buy gifts for me. Nobody has ever, you've never given me a phone. You've never given me anything precious. The money you give me cannot feed you. Many of you. The money you give cannot feed. You don't appreciate the living until they are no more with you. You don't remember people who have suffered. People who have preached the word to you. You even call other people your fathers. But the people who were with you in your suffering, the people who were with you in your challenge, when they are gone, that's when they become valuable to you. When you cannot have the chance to say thank you again. Yeah, that's how many of you are. All of, almost all of you, you're like that. When I was a kid, I made up my mind that I would always value people while they are alive. The people who have done something for me. The people who have worked hard for me. The people who have loved me with an almost endless love. The people who, even when they knew I was lying, they stood by me and they said, we're still here. The people who have suffered when I was suffering or when they were suffering, I didn't, I didn't not identify with them. I said, I am here with you. We'll drink this Gary together. We'll eat this thing together. I will come and sit down in your room when you had nothing with you. I will be a student. You know, a student like you, I had my own life. I'll come and visit. You see, we, we don't remember the living until they are dead. People don't thank me. I don't, I don't need your thanks. People don't thank me. People don't appreciate me. And people don't value me. On one day, one day, if I die, if I, if I had died in that crash, look at what most of you, anywhere in this world I will be buried, you would have come. But now it takes a lot for you to come for a camp, eh? It takes a lot. Anyway, some people who had to be here, I had to beg them to be here. Some people who came. Not, not you, some other people. They are still on their way traveling, some of them. To beg them. For their own good. That, that's, just, that's just the way life is. That's just the way life is. You use a nice phone, you have nice shoes, you have nice everything. But you give only that which is detestable. To someone who has labored for you. You don't remember the person with good thoughts. You don't remember the person with love. But when they are gone. Work. When they are gone. When they are gone. That's when we value them. Some of you have been in Benin. You're not coming. You're not coming to say hi. You're not coming. Come to say hi. Come to say hi. You've seen me on the road. I don't expect it anymore. I've come to a place in my life where I realize people will never value you no matter how hard you do, how hard you work for them. No matter how much you pray, no matter how much you've, you've cried together with them, they will not remember you. So I'm working hard with the grace of God, trusting only in the Holy Spirit. I no longer trust people, actually. I used to trust people very easily. Now, I trust only the Holy Spirit and entrust people to Him. Because all the people who say yes, are, you, they have two tongues. Like snakes. 
but what they actually mean is nay. Yeah. Yeah. I will support your ministry. I will give to you anything you need. Just call me. That's why God is blessing me because God has told me, do this for him. Then we call. I need 10,000. Nothing. I can't give anything right now. There's nothing. It's, it's, It's how all of you are. All of you. All of you. You don't remember the living. You don't remember the sacrifice. You can't remember. Like to you, you'll be wondering, what has teacher T done? You will be wondering what he has done. You can't remember where you were in your emotions, in your life. You can't remember the healings, the blessings. You can't remember the love, how he brought himself down, even though he was actually bigger than you in reality. Both financially and spiritually. Coming to visit you, humbling himself, you can talk to him and laugh anyhow and sit down and behave anyhow. And he would just smile and say, Yes! He say, Oh, he's so loving. We can be free around him. All those examples mean nothing to you. That's what this woman was like. Yeah. That's what this woman was like. God has a thing against those who forget. He has a thing against those who forget. If you read all through the Bible, the children of Israel went through what they went through because they forgot. He says, and they forgot his works. And they forgot his good works. And they forgot the kindness. And they forgot this. And they forgot that. And they forgot the other one. Those who forget. David himself said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. When you are going through things, you forget your pastor. When things, you remember your pastor. But when things go nice, just a bit nice, a bit, only a bit, you've not even tasted the real thing. You'll never really have that real thing. Because you always forget. You always forget. Literally, you always forget. Do you know if I were, if I were to actually depend on all of you, like your, your bowels of mercy, ish, if I were to actually do that, oh, would the shoe I'll be wearing now. Sancho's. You know Sancho's? With Jegede by the side. That is, this side would have eaten. Then it would not be lopsided. When I'm walking, it's Tompilo. Tompilo. Hey, you'll be lovely. That's how I'll be walking. And you think it's actually like, like swag. Oh, that guy has swag. He's covering up his shoe. And then when we walk in the rain, we will feel... The wetness. We'll be walking on wet land in our shoes. In our shoes. Yeah. Why? Because even the little that God blesses you with, you don't remember the living. You don't remember those who are worth remembering. You don't remember those who have struggled for you. You don't remember those who have done something. I'm a young boy. Like all of y'all. But it doesn't mean we've not done something for you. Do you understand me? It doesn't mean we, we deserve some, res- some, some remembrance. We deserve... On my birthday, on my birthday, some of you didn't even have the simple courtesy of even putting up my picture. Or you put up a footballer's picture. Yeah. You easily put up Messi, C. Ronaldo, Valotelli, Vanistroy. I mean, that's the only generation I remember. I don't, I don't remember the others. I only know Messi and Ciro. <laughs> I'm lost with the rest. Van Dyke. Yeah. You put those pictures. You put the picture of people, other people. Brian Tracy. 
Pastor Chris. Yeah. Someone who does not even know you one bit, or those who are on ground with you, you will never celebrate them. You won't. Why? That's just the way natural man is. Natural. Without the blood of Jesus. We are like that. With the blood of Jesus, we still tend to be that way. We don't value lives so much. So much. Remember coming here to visit one of my friends when you guys were playing ball. I came to visit one of my friends. I housed him when he needed a place to stay. When he was trying to start his ministry and we had our venue at the garage. You remember the garage? How many of you remember the garage? Huh? Ah, raise up your hand now. Yes, this garage, yeah, the ASF something. Yeah? We gave him everything, our chairs, our instruments. You know? You would think that someone like that would always remember you, right? At least to say, oh, you housed me, you fed me, you were there for me, you gave me everything for free, including our generator. When we're not having services in those days, it was, he was the one having services there. With everything that we had. Every plus half well. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. But that's just the way, that's just the way people are. So I went to visit him. And when I went to visit him, do you know what he asked me? He said, you're a human being. How come you love like this? I said, because I vowed to not forget people while they are alive. You have not done anything for me, but I'm grateful for your friendship. That's what I told him. I've not done anything. But I am grateful for your friendship. I housed you. I gave you stuff you need. But I'm thankful that you came to enjoy it. I'm thankful. He he said that specific question. You are a human being. At what point did you stop being human? He asked. I'll never forget that question in my life again. Just a few days. You see it? Somewhere here. The ministry here. They know the place. Ministry. Just here. Nice ministry. That's just, that's, just, that's just it. That's just it. That's just it. Yeah. That is what Judas did. He forgot all that Jesus did. Do you know when Jesus was around, Jesus said something to him. He said, while I was with you, did any of you hunger? They said no. While I was with you, were you naked? They said no. And he said to them, how come you still don't believe? In that one instant, Judas forgot everything Jesus did. That's how to, that's how to let demons be in your life. For, when you forget everything people have done and you criticize them. Or you forget it and you don't see them with the honor that you're supposed to see them with. Something is wrong here. Something is wrong here. And you need Jesus. You really need Jesus in your heart. Some of you don't. Some of you only criticize your parents. You don't remember the suffering. It's like your childhood years have been erased from your mind. You can't remember that. If you think about it, things have never really been good. They've just been struggling in the background. If you think about it, things may have never really balanced up, but they didn't let you feel the effect so much of what you've been through. And today, you're like, oh, this guys. My mother, my father, my uncle. Some of you have uncles who were very nice to you when you were kids. Now you grow older, all you can say to them is they are wicked. Because they don't give you now. But what they did for you, you've forgotten. 
It's how, it's, it's la- this, is, this, is, oh, this is Africa. This is how Africa... Africa forgets her heroes. We don't have hero day in Africa. We don't celebrate our precedents of time past. We don't celebrate people who have died to get for our independence. Africa does not remember. The church does not celebrate its old heroes. How many times have you seen Idahosa celebrated? Such a hero. Such a legend. What about the man who started the Redeemed Christian Church? What about the man who started the CAC? Such a supernatural man. Today we look at this and say, see church. If you know what that man has done for the church in Nigeria, you will visit CAC at least once in your, in your lifetime. People who have suffered. We criticize in Africa. It's, um, it's one of the things I'm going to teach about why Africa is the way it is and how we will break free. The topic is come out from among them and be separate. How many of you want to know about it? Truthfully. Yes. It's an African thing. We don't remember heroes. On July 4th, America celebrates all their fallen people. People who were shot just for carrying bag. They celebrate them. They honor them. They give them food. They support them. They do a parade and a public holiday in Nigeria. Say, what did Agoyi Ironsi do? Who is he? Who is Ken Sarawiwa? Muratala Mohammed. Do you know that the, the, the airport Mohammed built is the only airport we are using as international airports? Do you know? I know. The airport in Lagos, our international airport, is Muratala Mohammed. It's actually one of, it's the one that built it. 19 something. The same windows are the things he left there. But his name is not seen with honor. We don't have history. We don't honor people. You don't honor those in your village who are heroes. You don't honor those in your city who have been heroes. A pastor does something, you suddenly join the frenzy. You join the frenzy. See, this one is teaching condemnation. You don't even honor Kumui. If you know what Kumui did for Nigeria, if you know you know what Kumi has suffered on account of Nigeria just to bring Nigeria into a, just a steady place where grace preachers can exist because of Kumui without Kumui today where Nigeria would have been would have been under the dominion of white government churches and Catholic churches but look at us today what do we call them? Holy Holy wrong doctrine wrong people Weird people, carnal Christians, they forget our heroes. We think the labors of our heroes' past shall never be in vain. But it's not in vain every day. We don't remember our heroes. We don't celebrate them. You don't think of them. You don't think of the heroes in your family. Then how can you value me? Me that just came. Me that just came on the scene in your life some few years ago. How can you honor me? How can, how can I be anything to you? Because to you, eh, somebody who has done something is somebody who will pay your school fees, build a house for you, take you abroad, buy you a plane ticket, buy you a plane, build another house for you, give you a good wife, help you give birth, take care of your children. Then you say, this person has done something for me. That's the way of African men. That's the way of African men. That's the way of Judas. That thing has to be erased from your soul. That thing. Otherwise, you constantly remain an African, no matter how you say you don't like Nigerian movies. Yeah. 
I look online sometimes. Uh, I'm no longer on Facebook. I'm no longer. If you check, have you noticed? How many of you are on Facebook? Have you noticed I'm not there again? Huh? Yeah. I'm not on Facebook again. My account has been permanently deleted. I don't need it anymore. I deleted it permanently. I'm just on WhatsApp. Sometimes I just look through what all the things. And you see people celebrating pastors. My own members. People who I brought from nothing. People who I helped to see a dream. People who I helped to do so many things. Even housed them. They lived with me and ate my food for years. Not one single day will you ever see thank you. Not even a good morning, sir. No, no. He's not worthy. Pastor Chris is worthy. Somebody who has not even affected your life in a certain way that the people who have really labored have. But he will take the glory, won't he? Because he's bigger than us. That's life. That's how we are as Africans. We have no allegiances. We have no loyalty. We are faithful to no one. Alright? That is why Judas could betray Jesus Christ. Today I'm no longer surprised. If anybody leaves me, I'm no longer surprised. Yeah. I'm no longer surprised. Now some people are coming back because they heard we're traveling internationally. Some, some few say, I heard you. I hey, can I come? And then I'll keep smiling. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. I still love you. Oh, someone said, you still walk in love despite everything. I said, despite you, I walk in love. It's not despite everything. I said, despite you, I still walk in love. I will love not because of people. I will love because of the Savior of men. Yeah. Don't forget people who are striving. Who have striven hard for you. Some of you, it's been a very long time. You actually sat down to tell your parents, I love you. Thank you. Just for laboring nine months for me. Oh, you've done a lot. That nine months of labor in the belly. Some of you, you took extra time. We're eating food and growing big. You came out the wrong way. You came out the wrong way with the wrong head. The wrong pattern. You tore the woman open. She wept and bled. Oh, but no. That's why today, it doesn't matter how much of grace you know. If your parents are heartbroken and they speak a word against you, it will come, on, it will come to pass. Because they, you are their progeny. They bled. They sacrificed to give birth to you. Every father's word comes to pass, even if he's a drunkard. Noah was a drunkard and he caused harm and it came to pass. Noah was a drunkard. Every father's word will come to pass. You keep dishonoring people. You keep dishonoring. If I have done so much for you and I tell you it won't be well with you, you think it will, you, you will say he's a small boy, nothing can happen. Do you know who I am? Do you know the grace of my life? Oh, Roro, fine. Okay, I tell you, the, 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 the place I've gotten to in God, don't worry. You will watch it. The wind will just be against you. But our job is to bless. Do you understand? We will never speak a word. Yeah. Most of you here have attempted to be disloyal. Yeah. You do it. You do it. You love someone else. You celebrate someone else. You give someone other people. You listen to other people. I, I one time asked somebody, not Joseph, I asked somebody, one of, one of my members, one of my members, who still says, yeah, I'm your member. She had no job. I prayed for her. She got a great job. A very good job. 
And I thought that when she had a job, oh, she would support Pleasant. Not even 500 naira. And one day I asked her, I said, I said, where do you give? And she said to Joshua Selman. I said, okay, God bless you. Thank you. It's fine. We have, we have experienced a lot. People, you, when they become something, eh? When they become something, eh? Ah, that's why God is bringing pillars our way. Yeah. yeah. That's why we'll go all over the world and have so many children that will not remember the sorrowful ones. We'll have those who will be true children. Those who will truly love us as we loved them. As we sacrifice our youth and our holidays for them. As we came to visit them, to encourage them and listen to all their woeful stories. And give them counsel and pray for them. And give them the Holy Spirit impartation. And even teach them to walk the same miracles that we walked. Yeah, we'll keep doing it. We'll not stop. Because true children are coming. True loved ones, they're coming. They're coming. One day we'll forget all these things. One day I'll forget some faces here. One day. The disloyal ones. We'll forget, oh, we'll forget you now. We'll forget because God will wipe our tears by bringing loved ones. Yeah. He'll wipe our tears. You see? see, I have seen your tears. I send you a son of consolation. Yeah. Hear him. Yeah. A certain man, a billionaire, called me and said, I want to see you. Someone who had nothing to do with Plethon called me and said, I want to see you. Sat down there. He said, oh, um, I, I heard a testimony at our international um, full gospel something. He said, your father was giving a testimony of how you held a crusade in Port Harcourt. And it was, remember that our stuff? Yeah, our service. Where thousands of people came and there were so many assorted miracles. No one could believe that a child like me could hold a meeting with thousands in a major city. Partnered with a church. My own home church where I grew up as a child gave me the honor that you people would not give me. Where I grew up, where they saw me poo-poo, saw me play, saw me do everything. But the honor that I was given, eh? Eh? Is it not true? Yeah, he was in the official car that carried me. They would pick me up and drop me at home. An old man, almost older than my father, that guy, would say, please, sir, please welcome. Is this place okay for you? Can I wait for you? Honor. You see, honor, eh? It is honor that is the difference between how you receive the grace of God and how you don't. Yeah. If I have worked hard for you, where is my honor? Where's my honor? Yeah, where's it? Where's it? Is it in all these attitudes? Jumping from one church to another? I don't like Plefan. Oh, we're always there. Oh, no venue. Oh, that's, that's your honor now. You don't proudly fly the flag that has lifted you up. Almost all of you here, the nice things you're experiencing came from Plefan. If not for the revelation. You, you, will not attach, you, you can't attach it to it because you, will never, you don't appreciate heroes. You don't appreciate people in your life. You don't appreciate where you are in your emotions. Where you are in your spirit. Even in your dream world. You forgot what you were before you met me. You've forgotten. It's easy to forget, isn't it? Are you still there? Yeah. I don't know why the spirit is staring me this way. Maybe that's why some of us are limited and bereft of the anointing. And bereft of the anointing. Bereft of the anointing. You're not proud of me. Yeah. But one day, you'll be proud of me, but we'll not need it. At that time. Yeah. 
Uh, and that time has already arrived. Oh, now we have to, I can go and preach in other places in my own church. Even if it's five people, I can go to another country and preach in my own congregation. What about you? I can go and live there in someone's house for years until I have my own house. What about you? Little by little, you will soon become unimportant to us because you don't value our love. You don't value our sacrifice. You don't value, you don't see the tears we cry. Yeah. You can only say hurtful words that the Holy Spirit hears. But you forget that when you were hurting, we carried your shoulders. We lifted you up. We gave you the word of encouragement. We gave you the word of encouragement, the word of hope. Some of you came to us crying. I want a Savior. I, I, I really want to work to serve God. We prayed for you. We gave you things. We blessed you. Though we were poor, we have made you better than you were. But it can't be us. It has to be someone else who looked better than us because we were nothing. Do you understand? That's how it is. Someone else who looked better. Someone else who dressed better. Someone else who smiled better. Oh no, we're still students. When dressed anyhow, not fancy enough. I don't even wear suits. He doesn't even wear suits. One day, one day, there will be a clear difference. And those who have honored will sit on thrones around. It will be like a joke. It will be like a joke. We will say, you come to this country. Come and handle this throne. You go to that country. Go and take care of that throne. You were faithful when we were nothing. Amen. That's, it's just the way life is. Heroes are forgotten. Heroes, eh? Heroes in Africa. The African soul has no place for another man other than himself. Wake up. Stand up. And Jesus was taken that day. And they held him like this. No, let me use this Jesus here. <laughs> and, and they held Jesus like this. Innocent has done nothing, has committed no crime, has done nothing wrong to anyone. And he said, This man is condemned. This is where the story gets sad. The saddest day in history. I hope you have to be touched to know who this Jesus is. Who is Jesus? The one who died. The one who is forgotten. You know when things get nice with you, you forget him. Some of you things just got a little nice. Just a, just, just, just a bit nice. A bit nice. We won't even see cards. Huh? Airtime. We can't see. Uh, we see airtime. Do you know when I see airtime? Do you know the way I call people to bless them? Airtime. Oh. You are truly the savior of the world. When I see tithes, somebody sends tithes, oh, 1,000, 5,000, I don't think I have ever seen a 5,000 naira tithe. I used to see those things before, in those days, they don't happen again. Today, they don't. You see? You see all the pots? Look at it. We will not go down. We will not. Oh. Do you know we will not go down? We keep striving harder. We keep putting, we keep putting the grace of God to work. One day, God will bring us sons of consolation. But I hope it's not too late. By the time you realize that there are people who mean so much in your life. 
I hope it's not too late by the time you realize it. And start valuing those people. Value me. Value me. I'm, not just, I'm talking of me in this case. Value me. Now we announce it like a joke. Now we will laugh. Now some of us will actually act like it's not even important. Yeah, some of you will be bland. You, 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 you just, I didn't say blind, bland. You be bland. You act like it's not, it means nothing. It means nothing to you. Huh? Cool. But the day is coming. On that day, we will stand. On that day. On that day. I can never forget my heroes. I can never forget those who do something for me. Never in my life. I told Gabriel one day, I said, because of how good you were to me, I'll be your friend for life. Did I not tell you? Yeah, I told him. I said, I will be your friend for life. It doesn't matter how Gabriel doesn't contact me, I contact him. I will contact him. Until one day I told him, you don't contact me. Then he changed and said, contacting me at least once in a while. I will contact him. and say, guy, what's up? How are you doing? I'll come down to contact him. No matter what. Because of him, I'm good to his brother. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they treat us. They, they treat us very poorly. Your brothers. Oh, they treat, they treat us with dishonor. Most of the time. If we need something, we, we are afraid to go and ask. Is it not true? Say the truth. Is it not true? Yeah, we are afraid because we know that if we go, they, they will treat us with passivity. The only time we are confident is when Gabriel is around. We know that if Gabriel is around, oh, if we say Gabriel, Gabriel will do something will work out. But, you know, you know, it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher T sent us. We know, but it's not possible. <laughs> you understand? We know, but it, it's not possible. Really? It's not possible? Oh, yeah. 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 I remember one day, one of our leaders told me, said, The Orochis, I, I think I want to give up on them. And I kept telling, I said, Follow up. Don't, don't stop. It was my heart, it was because of him. Because of, because of his friendship. Because he was there from 100 level. Yeah. He was part of the very first people that attended my meetings before there was a meeting. Huh? Yeah. Before there was a meeting, he attended my miracle. He was there to see me perform a miracle. To see me perform miracles. Bef- when, I was, when I was just in 100 level. When I experienced my death experience and died and came back to my body, he was there. He was there. He was there to help me. He was there to save me. He was there. Yeah. Because of him, their lives mean so much to me. See, just because of one person. That's, that's how David was with his friend. Do you remember that? Yeah. What's that, that name of that his friend? Jonathan. See, he, he remembered one day years later, he said, Who is still alive that I may do good to him because of Jonathan? And they mentioned one person, Mephibosheth, the lame man. And all the days of Mephibosheth's life, he ate at the table of David. Just because of who? Jonathan. I don't see. Oh no, your, your brothers, oh I tell you, they're wild. They don't have no, no honor for us. No, they're not here. We have to beg them every Sunday, including him. I'll beg, let's come and say, how far I'll beg? Are you coming today? Today I'm tired. Yesterday we slept late. You find out the real reason is movies. Yeah, movies, books. Because we, we don't have books. They don't have books. You don't have books to read. I mean, you're in final year, but you don't read. Huh? You don't read. Yeah, that, it's true. 
It's true. But because of you, we love him. I love him eternally. It doesn't matter. Look, it doesn't matter anything. Eh? If a man is in trouble, we, I would give Jesus. So they said, this man, guilty. Then they said, where are witnesses who know that he's guilty? The first witness came out. And what he said did not correlate. It was wrong. Huh? The second witness came out. What he said did not correlate. It was wrong. Then the third witness came. A professional liar. You know, the other two were amateurs. When the real liar came forth, he said, this man said that this temple, he will break it down and raise it in three days. Something that our father Solomon raised in 46 years. And he said, and he also said he's the son of God. When I say it this time around, say, let's dramatize this thing. And guess what he said? Now you are the Sanhedrin. Huh? You have to know that the Sanhedrin was the Asoroko. It was not a small, small place. It was a place where it's like standing before the Supreme Court of Nigeria. Ah. And he said he is the Son of God. Yeah. Hey, then somebody else started talking on the side. You talk to easy. Can you imagine? Small boy, small boy, small boy. Then you, you get angry now. Your face is... Get angry, get angry. You, this is how you get angry. Get angry. See, see, push him, see. You see, you the son of God. Come on, push. Come on, push Jesus. Come, come, come. Push Jesus. Get angry. Push Jesus. I'll catch him. I'll catch Jesus. You, you, who do you think you are? You are smiling. This is a fake angry person. I need somebody who can be angry. Yeah, come, be angry. Be angry. Be angry. You are still laughing. Oh, these are not real people. I need real people, real human beings, real ones. Come, be angry, be angry. Wait, shh, let's let's see if this guy is already smiling. Sit down. You have already failed. Come, come, frown, frown. Come and do it. She's already even laughing. Do it. Come and do it. Come and do it. You say you're the son of God. You. You push his head, he's walking on you. Exactly, exactly. That's it. What are you laughing for? They just harassed you. You're supposed to be like, hey, you are laughing and happy. If Jesus was laughing, if you see the slap, <laughs> see, it was not funny, guys. On that day, it was not funny. On that day, it was not funny. Look, Jesus was afraid. He was afraid. When they took him, Jesus was afraid. He saw, you know, when you are sure that there is going to be an accident, you know how it feels. This one is no more a matter of faith. You just know it's going to happen. I remember once traveling like that. You remember? Remember once traveling like that? They prophesied to me, if you go on this journey, there will be an accident. Three prophets. And I said, I am coming back to the University of Benin because I was a student of the... Anglican Students Fellowship. And I said, I will not miss a Wednesday meeting because of accident. They said, hey, fellowship. They don't care about you. But I knew they didn't care about me because the fellowship really didn't like me. But I love them. We will not stop loving. Tell your neighbor, we will not stop loving. We will not stop loving. Yeah. No matter who you are, we will not stop loving. No. We won't. When I got there, 
inside the bus. Faith motors. <laughs> I said, he looked at the tires. The the teeth of the tires were all gone. And it was long. Long buses have a tendency these days in Nigeria eh, to be accident prone. I walked around the bus. I knew this was accidents on wheels. When I entered, I sat down right in front. And I was looking at where the driver was seated. And I could see that there were so many wires. Even to start the car had a wire and a screwdriver. Hey, mercy Lord. I was seated in service. Hey, it will happen today. To live is Christ. To die is gain. I removed the die. I said to live. We will live in this journey. No matter what, we will go. Satan, I test you today. I put you to a test like Paul. Let's see the worst that can happen if I believe in God. Jesus, where are you going? Guess what happened? While we were going, we got somewhere at Ekoma. And a 911 truck was trying to revert, was trying to turn and couldn't turn. And our boss tried to turn and couldn't turn. And the man was, I was in front. He was in. When you are in, and it's not catching. And everybody shouted, Jesus! And I was right there at the front. My water bottle was in front of me. And we were on a head-on collision. And I remembered, this is exactly as it was prophesied. All of the sufferings of Jesus were told him. How would you feel if you knew you were going to be nailed, flogged, stabbed, beaten, the hands you made while they were, they, were, they were dust will slap you. They will stab you in the side. They will pierce your hands with nails. Heesh. If you already knew. And then you called to your God and your Father. And you said, if you are willing, take this cup from me. And there was no answer. And the second time there was no answer. And you knocked the gates of heaven again. Father, I know that you can do all things. That's what Jesus said. I know that you can do all things. But if you are willing, you can take this cup from me. Nevertheless. Yeah. Are we going to get to nevertheless today? That's how you catch the anointing. With a nevertheless. Nevertheless. I know. I know what I'm going to go through. I know the heart aches. I'm going to have to learn to stitch my own heart for myself. But nevertheless. Yeah. Jesus, when he prayed that, I guess God was so moved. Ah, By the third time. God was silent the first time. His legs were shaking. The second time he was being like the third time, fell out. He said, Go and comfort him. And the angels came and strengthened him. And the very people who he thought were truly with him, Peter, James, and John, were sleeping for three hours. Three hours. If they had supported him in prayer, perhaps something different would have happened. And Jesus said, The Spirit is willing. Or the flesh is weak. He said, rise up anyway. There's no need to pray again. This is the, the hour and the power of darkness. Let us go. And now Jesus is standing in front of the Sanhedrin. 
and nobody has a fault against him and his two faults are that he said a building will fall and that he was God's son and they asked him is this true Annas is this true and Jesus was quiet and he asked again seest thou nothing of thyself who are you and are these allegations true which be said against thee? Then Anna said a word, a sentence, that every time it is used in the Bible, there is always a response. I adjure thee by God to give me an answer. Who are you? The same thing was said to Peter. I adjure thee by God. Even by de- when, de- when a demon is spoken to like that, I adjure. It is the final command. And in Israel, it is honored as such. When they say, I adjure thee by God, you must give an answer. And the moment they said to Jesus, I adjure thee by God, tell us. He said, I am he. I am the son of God. Then he added Jarah, hey, in front of the Sanhedrin. Jesus said, I am the son of God. And from here, you will see the son of God appear in, in glory, seated at the right hand of the father. And somebody said, hey! And Anna tore his clothes and said, you have heard it all. Today, he will die. And by the time he said it, the same Peter that had a sword and that caught the ear of a man, Jesus told him, today, you will deny me three times. Your strength is nothing. Your strength is nothing. Your personal resolve is nothing. Your discipline is nothing. A man can receive nothing except it is given him by heaven. Are you here or have you gone home? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? What has he done? Taking like a lamb to the slaughter. Then they held his hands. They held his hands. They held him like this. And tore his clothes. And Peter, look, the Bible says, a certain young maiden of, this, of the priests, a servant of the, of the priests, said, I know thee. You are one of those who was with him. Peter said, come. What's that your name? Okay, look. Peter had forgotten how to speak bad because he was with Jesus. But that day he learned it by force. He said, look, look, you see this baby, if I swear for you, <laughs> if I, I will touch the ground naked for you, throw egg on the ground, eh? you will die here. Me. Ah. And Peter said, I don't even know. You see that guy? I've never seen him before. That was one of the, one of the most ignorant lies because there was no one in Israel who had not known Jesus. Huh? He forgot how to lie immediately. Then he left that place and went somewhere else. Another lady said, You, eh? <laughs> you look, look, you, you have been with Jesus. Said, even your way of talking gives you off, for you sound like a Galilean. Huh? 
Oh, rejoice if you sound like us. Don't worry. It's fine. And Jesus said, and, and Peter said, Peter said, the Bible says, and Peter swore. Peter started cursing. Bullshit. What the hell are you saying? Look, 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 nigga. <laughs> Peter went all out. <laughs> Peter changed. We cannot die in this. This die, we won't die. It. We will swear. He said, look, 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 look. I will curse your, your father. Me? Your, fa- your mother is with him. To me, it sounds like a, the NCC sounded like a British. What, what are you saying? What are you saying? You sound, sound like a Galilean. Is this how Galileans sound? You see, we, you, he said, I swear, I don't know this guy. I swear, look, eh? Because of this thing, let's go and meet him, boss. We will go and meet Juju Priest now. They will shake a broom. Because of this, we'll see. You will just die here. You see, you die like chicken. Look, see this sword? If not for God. Just <laughs> remove your head. I will remove your head. How can you be insulting me like that? That I'm with that foolish guy. That guy. That guy who was doing nonsense. I can't be with him. I can't be with him. I cannot be with him. Yeah. Many of our attitudes is like that. How do you know you treat Jesus like that? Look at how you treat the people whom he has sent to you. You treat Jesus like that. Yeah. Look at how you treat. How else? He says, when you love my brethren, you love me. The people he sends to you in the way of pastors, look how you treat them. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's, that shows who you would have been were you with Jesus in those days. It's true that you would have been like Peter. All those who said Peter. It's true. That denied him out flat and sworn by heaven and earth. And cursed with a great cause. Hey. Mercy Lord. Yeah. And guess what? And then the next thing Peter had. As they were tearing Jesus' clothes, Jesus was shaking. He had already been slapped several times. And somebody shouted, Prophesy! Prophet! 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 Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Oh my God. One of those Delta guys was there. He said, Guy, 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 who do it? Slap him. Somebody will slap him. Someone, oh, he slapped Jesus in the ears. His ears would ring. Huge. His eyes were already bloodshot. He received blows and they would spit on him. Yeah. He couldn't defend himself. The crowd was against him. The army was against him. Somebody slapped him. He noticed that he had healed that woman in one of his crusades. He looked at another person. I fed you that day when I was feeding the 3,000 men, not counting women and children. I was there. You were there. But you were there. But you were there. Hey. Tore his clothes. His chest was left bare. And after the chicken crowd, he turned. He looked at Peter. He smiled. I told you. 
prophet who knew he was going to be denied. The prophet who knew he would be left alone. Wait, how can a prophecy so wrong come to pass? How can a prophecy so wrong come to pass? I mean, it's like somebody telling you, you will leave me one day. How can, it, how can you know and it still happens? That was Peter. That's how many of us are today. That's how many of us are today. Wrong prophecies still come to pass even when you know them. Still, you know them. You know. By the way you are going. By the way you are going. You're going to enter into destruction. By the way you are going. You're going to get a girl pregnant. By the way you are going. You're going to get married to the wrong person. You're making many wrong decisions. You are thinking too youthful. You are dressing the wrong way. You are doing, oh no, it's not going to happen. We are those who have no confidence in the flesh, Paul said. I'm going to be rich because I have a business. Where are you going? It's not going to go like that, but it's going to happen like that. Save Jesus with all your heart. It's going to go bad if you don't. How can it go bad? Look, everything is okay. One day. Huh? When I say one day, say one day. It's a story I'm about to tell you. One day. Yeah. My mom. Um, I just finished speaking with my mom. And after speaking with my mom, I called my sister. Who happens to be in a different country. And... Uh, when we're talking, she asked me a question. She said, I want to ask you something, Tony. Do you really believe in heaven and hell? I said, it's funny you should ask that. I was about to tell you about heaven and the glories of it and hell, the wonders of it. And she said, I, I don't believe in that. I said, you grew up in a Christian home. She said, I know, but all those things were mind traps. I said, okay. I said, it's logical. It's very, very sane to think like that. How can you love a God you've not seen? And then she said something. She said, okay, if there is heaven and hell, are you telling me? I said, she said, I know that you preach love a lot. And you, you, you love a lot. My whole family knows me for love. My whole family knows me for love. I'm trying my best to live to the highest picture of Jesus that I see in the Bible. She said, you, you, you believe in love, you practice love, so that's why I want to ask you this honest question. She said, so now if you believe in love, are you telling me? What about all those Muslims? What about all those these and all these who are much more than Christians? Combined together. And all those people who have not believed in God. Are you telling me that they will all go to hell? For only a few of us to go to heaven? She said, is that, that, that can be love. I said, love is the warning before the judgment. And I said, there was a time in history when only one family was good and the whole planet was wrong. And God wiped the whole planet out. I said, make no mistake. God is still the same. Make no mistake. God is still the same. Make no mistake. Yeah, make no mistake. Oh, and I said... And I said to her, I said, before 
the ship took off. God sent Noah to warn. Love is the warning. Judgment is what comes after love. Judgment is what comes after love. But love is the warning. Just as I'm telling you guys now, those who forget and all those things. My love is my warning. But it seems like I'm not warning you. It seems like I'm just talking. I'm chastising or something like that. But you don't know my love is my warning. Yeah. Because soon, soon, we're going to disappear out of sight. Soon, we're not going to be here again. We're not going to be in this same kind of position in life. And one day, one day, you remember these words. You say, oh, I'm going to be great on my own. Don't worry. Just wait. Keep saying things like that. Then wait for the future. With the kind of principles you are living on, you will be betrayed more. You don't know. You will be betrayed by more people. You will be left by more people. And more people will forget you. Yes. You'll be left. You'll be betrayed. People will leave you alone. All the people who you think would have been there will leave you alone. Where you say you will go, you will not get there. It's not a curse. It is the way of life. It is the cycle of existence of man. It's not a word. It's not a word of curse. We will never assume that. We can never do that. Yeah. Those who leave people are always left. Do you know that? Always. Always. Yeah. Breakouts. Experience breakouts. Do you know? Oh, you don't know? Yeah. Some of the churches, some of you have been to many churches, and I hope you left legally. If you are here. Okay? But if there was a case where there was no provision to leave legally, you had to extricate yourself. The person himself was a breakout. And he left in a painful way. And he's experiencing the pain. Yes. Yes. But me, I'm innocent. I've never broken out before. I'm loyal to all my fathers. All the people who have ever helped me. As a, why do you think after this camp I'm going to Portacos? Every time I say I'm going to Portacos, it's not home I'm going. I'm going to honor each and every one of them. I go and greet them. Even if I don't have a gift, who am I? Oh, thank you. How are you? How are you? Oh, you are so wonderful. You are great. And I, I make them understand that without them, I could not have been. Yes. There is no pride in me for that. Oh. oh, I will acknowledge it. Without you, eh, I could not have been where I am today. Thank you. And you can see the joy on their face. And often time, a blessing from the heart comes. She says, God bless you. God bless you. One time, one of them, an evangelist called Samayat Ademi, he has planted many churches around Africa. And all his people have left him. And I came back to him. And he said, everybody has left me. He said, all the children, 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 small children, he's great. Small children have left me. And there are still children, youths like me. When I trained them up, I taught them the Bible. I taught them how to be evangelists. All my first missions, he was the one that took me around the country, around the world. He was the one. He took me. And he was the one that brought out the the, the power of Jesus from my being. Because he would preach and ask me to heal. And I would heal before a long line of people. That man, Samadhi, forever grateful. Forever grateful. And you know what? 
he said something to me. He said, just as you remember me, may you be remembered. May you be celebrated. I value that in more than treasure, more than, more than silver and gold. That's why I know I'll be celebrated. Because you don't let people feel the sorrow of being alone. Are you there? The sorrow of being alone. Yeah. Have you ever worked hard for someone and another person, another person said thank you? I said, you worked hard and then when you finished, then someone, someone, the person you worked hard for went and told another person thank you. Has it happened to you before? How did you feel? Very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. But that's, that's the case with most of y'all. Some of you are even thanking me when I'm not the one in your life. Of you are thinking, and you just came now. You just came, but I'm sure there might have been someone else somewhere. If there was nobody, then thank us. Or if if there was something iffy about it in those days, some of you are thanking the wrong person. No, grat- no, don't, don't don't give me what is not due me, please. I'm not my hand, my blood. Your blood is not on my head. I cannot take what is not mine. Somebody said, "Don't thank anybody. Thank only God." That is how nobody will thank you. They will thank only God. Huh? You will feed someone and they will say, God, thank you. You appreciate God, but why will it hurt your feelings? <laughs> Don't you appreciate God again? You feed someone like this. When you finish feeding them, you say, ah, so I'm going, you know, God, thank you. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, the game is on. So, so God, thank you. Eh? Okay. <laughs> God will feed you next time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, go there. He will feed them. Ah, go there. Go. I'm going, you know. Bye. Uh, you know, I had a nice time, you know. God, thank you for this food. But it's not that God didn't provide the food. But how can you not thank the man through whom God used? Do you, do you get that? Yeah. That, that's just it. That's just it. That's just life. And Jesus was taken to that cross. You know when Peter saw it, do you know what Peter did? When Peter saw Jesus, his eyes and Jesus' eyes locked. And Jesus looked at him. You know those eyes you give a familiar person? I knew it would happen. I told you so. You know that I told you so look? How many of you know that I told you so look? Have you ever given someone the I told you so look before? You know? You, you didn't say anything, just look. I told you. And personally, Especially those MMM days. I told you so looks were the best. Don't put this thing now. I told you so. (laughs) I told you so was one of the best words in those times. Especially with the other thicker thicker guys that came. I told you so. Pull out now. No, it's going to produce. I told you so. You know? Uh, And Jesus gave the I told you so look to Peter. And as he was looking at Peter, somebody punched him in the mouth. He spattered blood. He did not raise his hands. He didn't close his fists. Jesus closed his his fists. Heaven will rush down to a response. So he didn't think of war. He had already died in prayer. He was dead on his knees when he stood up. He was just ready. See, look, look here. 
no matter how ready you are for pain, when it comes, it doesn't feel nice. How many of you know that? Yeah. How many of you have ever, like they told you, this exercise we're going to do is going to be hard. You know, they told you. You know. You expected it. Then you went to the sports center. And then black man was leading you. Then you started. Five minutes. Ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and somebody is carrying you like this. And you're like, ah! We're going. You, the pain. When it is told, it is nothing compared to when it is felt. It is nothing. Nothing compared. You know, when you join the military, they tell you it's a prestigious job until you start training. Yeah. And when you're done with training, then they send you to war. Is this, is this the prestige? So what am I wearing white and, white and white for? Because so that people will clap for me, I'll put the cap under my hand like this and be walking around. What? This? Nay! Nay, he! We retire as we come back. Some people coming back after one tour retirement. 28 years finished. <laughs> I work is finished in the Navy. I will never go back to fight again. Militants, never. Because people don't see the pain when it's coming. You can never explain pain till you experience it. Yeah. You know, no matter how people explain heartbreak, when you experience it, it's a different thing. Yeah. You can never understand the pain of a broken heart. The Bible says a broken heart who can endure. You can't explain it. If your heart has ever been broken, you know what I'm saying. You, you will eh? Ah, you... You can't explain, you can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't think, you can't read, you can't pray, you can't even talk. All movies are boring. You just want to watch soap opera. <laughs> A hanky is your best friend. <laughs> just, you just see that like this. <laughs> so why are you crying? Nothing. <laughs> You wake up at night. Eh? I've been there. So I know. You wake up at night. For no reason. You can't sleep long. Oh, you know what I'm saying, right? Those of you have it. You can't sleep long if your heart is broken. You can never have a full sleep of the night. That's why some of you who are not in a relationship, don't be in a relationship until you are ready to be married. You don't need it. Because if you even enter a relationship before you're ready to be married, you just you sin against God most of the time. You walk in sin. You don't need... Look, you don't need it. You don't need it. And oftentimes, the relationship comes to an end. Even for those with the best intentions. Say, I will marry you. If it takes too long, the, the, the lady will leave. Because ladies are drawn to people who will say yes quickly. Generally. It's a general phenomenon. If it's going to get settled quickly, why not just go there and settle and get this thing over with? Yeah. You, you understand me? It's true. It's true. You just, you just wake up like this. You just, you just, you cry, then you sleep small. Then you, wake up. <laughs> you know? Some people stick to the bottle after that. Take some wine. Take some alcohol to douse the pain. Some people decide to do other things. You go to the cinema, you keep spending money at the cinema so that you can laugh and you can be around people you don't know. Just the presence of strangers helps more. Not people who know what you're going through so you don't get emotional. 
the people who have been there when you were in the relationship who saw you if, they, if you look at them you remember oh, i remember his face <laughs> so you disappear oh uh, yeah heartbreak jesus's heart was broken by a whole city a whole city a whole city but when peter saw jesus's eyes he said, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Mona, keep that space, so I'm coming. And he went to a corner and cried. The Bible says he wept bitterly. I'm sorry. And after he cried, he came back. What's happening now? What's happening now? His heart was heavy. Just like Judas, he had also betrayed Jesus. There were two betrayers. It one was Judas, the other was Peter. Only one disciple stayed. Eleven were betrayers. They ran away. They denied him when they needed them the most. They denied the King of Glory, the Prince of Life, the same one whom we just read about, who walked into a boat with all of them. You know how many times Jesus saved them from death? So many times. Now it was their turn to save him from death. And the spirit was willing. But the flesh was weak. Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus, David prophesied about him saying, My soul, thou will not live in hell. Yeah. He was going through those dark moments. Taking up his cross. You know, many of you are going through dark moments right now. Taking up your cross. But I'm telling you, the same way it was prophesied about Jesus. My soul, you will not live in hell. Your soul will not be left too. You come out of it. You come out smelling of smoke, but you will not be burned. Hallelujah. You will come looking wet, but you will not drown. Hallelujah. You will come looking dusty, but the breeze will not take you over. Do you understand me? Your hair will be fluttered about by the wind. And they will look at you and say, what happened? Were you in a, were you in a, 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 a sandstorm or windstorm? And you will tell them, I passed through it. I passed through it, but I just come smelling of oxygen. But you know what? I'm fine. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, your soul, he will not live in hell. Yeah. Many of us are going through living hells, aren't we? It looks like that, but I tell you the hell you call today is not a hell people really know. It's not a hell. It's nothing compared, you know. It's just because you're not grateful. It's just because you're not living according to Jesus' purpose for your life. Which is his purpose. That's the only reason. Because that hell, that thing you say I'm going through hell, it's because you don't have 5,000 naira. Because you don't have 10,000 naira. Because you don't have 100,000 naira. Because you don't have a choice phone. Because you don't have a certain kind of cloth. Because your shoes are the things you've been wearing for the past couple of years. And probably your best shoes are the ones that were handed over to you. And you think that you're not good. Maybe it's what makes you consider even doing evil. Consider even going into a life of crime. It's what makes you admire criminals. And look at, and look at bad people driving cars. And you say, I like that car. I wish I could just get that thing. Maybe I could just do this crime for one year and come out of it. I want to tell you something. You don't know hell. Hell is a place of no return. There is no forgiveness in hell. There's none. There's none. There's none. Because love is what I'm announcing now. 
judgment is then. Or whenever you leave the scene. Whenever you check out of this world. I hope you check out successfully. Yeah. I hope you check out successfully. I do. You check out with a bag of souls. When you open your briefcase. And they say, declare your goods. And you bring out the first thing. They will not say this is contraband. They say, each one soul, two souls, three souls, four souls. They say, empty the bag. Let's see. And then someone will stand at the gate, open his hand like this. Welcome thou good and faithful servant. For you were faithful in many things. That's the greatest, that is the greatest word you would ever hear in this world. Welcome thou good and faithful servant. Who is looking forward to hearing this word? Look, there is, no, there is no other compliment greater than welcome, thou good and faithful servant. That compliment, the day you will hear it. Triumphant entry. The day you will hear it. The day you will hear it. I don't know if the gates of heaven are pearly gates. I've never been to the gates. I've only been inside. I didn't see the gates. But I don't know. All I know is that day, that mighty gate, when it opens to you, and you're walking with blood-stained clothes because of the blood of the lamb. You kept the garment of the lamb, but you walked in blood-stained. And you didn't walk in just with the blood, but you walked in with, with the soul of saints whom you have brought into Christ. Sin has turned saints because of you. And Jesus hugs you for a long time. You know, if Jesus hugs you for 10 minutes, it's about 10 days. A 10-minute hug. Everybody in heaven is and they will play in the conga. And you will see elephants blowing stuff and everybody jumping like the Aladdin movie, if you have watched it. How many of you have watched Aladdin? I mean the movie. The new movie. Yeah. You know the celebration when the genie changed things. Uh, what is coming is nothing compared to that. The joy of heaven. The joy of heaven. Many of us live, we have forgotten about this life. We have forgotten about the joy of heaven. We don't live with heaven in view anymore. Because we want so many things now. Isn't it? We want so much now. We don't look for the greatest compliment in the world. The same compliment Jesus looked forward to. The Bible says he ignored the suffering here because he looked for a glory that was coming. This glory was a great well done. Do you understand? A great well done. This time it was not Jesus who hugged himself. As Jesus busted inside heaven that day. Hey! Look what Jesus said. Jesus said to Martha. Is it Martha? Yeah. He said, don't touch me. Because I haven't gone to my God and your God. To my father and your father. But tell my brethren. Hey! You know, when he came back from the dead, they were no. You see, before he died, he changed their names from servants to friends. When he appeared, he said, tell my brothers. Kai, Kai, tell your neighbor, Jesus is wild. Ah! He said, tell my brethren, I am alive and I will meet you at this place. But first, I have to go to my God and your God, to my father and your father. What do you think he went for? He just went for a simple, a bash. You know, he had to attend his own, his own bash. Look, Jesus had a party that day. It was wild in heaven. As he said, hey, come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see the women in heaven. Shaking things. Hey! 
The Nigerian women who had already been to heaven, shaking, 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 shaking their bomb bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine Ketura that day. Woo! 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 He's back! He's back! I've never seen him. He's finally back. Now we can stay together. And everybody, Abraham, all of them, they were dancing. It was a party that day. Then God. You know the Bible says that Jesus Christ is in the bosom of the Father. So God didn't walk to Jesus. Jesus walked into God. Hey! Jesus is wild! Jesus walked into the Father. And the glory covered him. That was the Father's hug. And then the Holy Ghost said, Well done. I tap you now. It's my turn. I'm tapping you. Tag. Tagged him. Then Jesus tagged him. Holy Spirit said, Father, I'm leaving heaven. It's my turn now. Let's go and get some glory. Hey! 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 Glory! 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 Simon Glessi, Freddy Stone, Pakalaningi, Stefuro, Stepankolo, DSA. LM Rossi Kalin de Stakolomo Rosengeledium Saladigan Sheleteke. Elo Strafian Simangen Shalengen Shalengen Mato Solonderedise Kalaha. So shall you ascend to the heavens of the Father. Coming into the glories of your Lord. Come into the glories of your Lord. You would hear that voice on that precious day. Come into the glories of your Lord. Thou good and faithful servant. Yea, I am waiting for you. As a bride waited, as a bridegroom waited, I am waiting for you, and it shall be glorious. Oh, praise the Lord. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That day, I tell you, but before that day, Jesus went through so much. And Jesus was nailed, and Jesus was put on a cross. They took a man called Basabas. And they said, this man is a thief. And this man has done nothing wrong. Choose. And they chose a thief. Listen. The voice of the people is never the voice of God. If you are following the crowd, you are always wrong. The crowd has never chosen anything good. That's why nobody is going to vote Pastor Chris if he goes for presidency. He's not going to win an election. Adeboye will never win an election. Never. Most of you say who even voting. <coughs> you vote. Talk less of if I go, they will just shoot me. They will shoot me in public. <laughs> like, they will just come, you, what are you doing here? Come, let's go and shoot him. On NTA. Yeah. Why? Why is that so? Why is that so? Because the people have never made right choices. Democracy is the worst thing to happen to man. Praise God. Democracy, eh? Close the door. Why? Democracy is the worst thing to ever happen to man. I tell you, when people started making choices, this is what the world has become now. This is what the world has become now. Democracy is not an, it's not an invention of God. Look, when the children of Israel decided to choose, they chose a king instead of God. 
The voice of the people have never been right. Do you understand? That's why the church cannot run on democracy. Because the voice of the people has never been the voice of God. It has never been right. All the people, you know what they shouted? Give us Basabas, the thief. They asked for a thief instead of a righteous man. And Pontius Pilate said, Why? He hasn't done anything wrong. And the Bible said, And he knew that it was for the jealousy of the priests that they wanted Jesus dead. You know what he did? He said, Bring water. And he washed his hands. But he's still guilty. You can't wash your hand by using soap. Just as you can't cleanse your soul by trying to be a nice person. You know, some of you all here, you, you, you try to look nice instead of allowing Jesus to walk in your soul. You try to look nice. You try to smile. You try to cover up your terrible ways. Your, your bad attitude. The things that you know Jesus has to cure. When you come to church, you put on a strong face. You look like a, a senior king. You have received so much revelation, you cannot be softened by the grace of God anymore. Yeah, you're washing your hands, but soap will make you clean. Soap will not make you clean. All the positivity teachings you know will not do anything for you. The Bible says, how then can a man cleanse his ways? Yeah? It's only by God, by the blood of Jesus, by acknowledging. By acknowledging who you really are on the inside. Who you really are. Who you really are on the inside. Maybe you're a really, really unforgiving person pretending to be a very good Christian. You can explain away why you do things with the Bible. You, have you seen people who can explain everything? There's a revelation for every way they behave. There's never an easy owning up. Look, eh, you don't understand. The reason why I'm doing this is because, you see, the Bible says in the days of John the Baptist. What does John the Baptist have to do with your bad attitude? You see, in the Bible, there were people like me. God still used them. Why is it that you have seen that there were people like you and you cannot say, Lord, help me? That's why there is history. So you don't repeat it. Do you understand? Hey, are you here? Have you gone home? That's why there is history. So we don't repeat it. You see somebody saying, if God could use David who slept with many women, he can use me too. You don't know why history is given. And that's why history is given. If Solomon can be deceived by wealth, despite wisdom, you see, I will still chase money and save God. Don't you understand? Yes. Mercy, Lord. Yeah. That's, that's just us. That's just us. We assume we are a different species. Do you understand? We take ourselves, no, 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 I'm a special person. It can never happen to me, you know, who I am. And then you start quoting, I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. Glory to God. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You see that? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, hallelujah. You see, there is nothing in me. Hallelujah. It's, but, but you have a bad attitude. Please let the word of God work its work of righteousness in you. You understand that? Let it work its work of righteousness in you. Let it work its work of righteousness in you. Because I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, the reason why many of you are not walking as an, um, an anointed life is because you have so many cover-ups. 
so many cover-ups for your lifestyle. You have so many rich excuses to give. You have so many nice things to say. You know, the reason why I'm doing this is because, you know, God has anointed me. You know, God has really called me that, eh? My ministry is to, is to sponsor ministries. <laughs> Warn yourself, oh. Because that's why God has called me. That God didn't call you to, to sponsor ministries. Read your Bible. We, we read it together, didn't you? Was it not 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 10? Yeah, we've not even got into 10. Jesus was taken there. And when he was taken there, what did he do? There were two thieves, one on his left, right? And one on his right. One of the thieves said to him, This guy was also hung and in pain. And he turned to Jesus and still insulted him. He said, Guy, you know that thing where you're, if it was a natural person, you can push the person to, to prove a point. So he was pushing Jesus, thinking that Jesus Christ was a criminal like him. You know, criminals like to prove a point. One way you know you have a very strong criminal tendency is when you're always trying to prove a point to people. Yeah. So he said, Guy, you can't do that thing, then you do it just to prove you can do it. You, you, there's something very criminal about your way of life. Because you're always trying to prove a point. Yeah. You can lie, you can steal, and you can kill. You can definitely do those things. You can be a uh, fraudster. Yeah. Because you're always trying to prove a point. People who try to prove a point will do anything to prove that point, isn't it? Isn't it true? Yeah. They'll always do anything, anything in their power to prove that point. So here was Jesus standing. And here was this thief. You know what he said to him? He said, look. I thought you are, you, are, you are like somebody. We were on the cross. We were saying, ah, guy, we did die near this guy. Let's do, do something. We shake body. We'll probably do his leg like, wiki, wiki. The next thing we don't, we've gone. I mean, you can join our squad. We were really good. It's just that that day, bad market happened. You were preaching that day. They caught us. That day you were preaching. They caught us. If not for you, we would have been, we are doing very well. If you join our squad and become our leader, I mean, with your powers, do you know what we can do? Hey, Oh, make so much money. So, so, so just, just come down. I mean, don't, don't. Okay, tell me the truth. Were you also a 419? I mean, you know, you say, there were people like you who were trying to be something, 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 but they were nothing. And Jesus said nothing. And the man abused Jesus and said words and said words. And the other criminal said to him, Don't say that. This man has done nothing. When we were thieves, we knew about him. I even attended his meeting once. Then he turned to Jesus and he said, what did he say to him? He said, Lord, remember me in paradise. Hey, that guy received instant passport. His sin was not forgiven. He just entered. Jesus said, today. That was the first and only time a guy has ever received instant passport. Stamped. And instantly traveling there, he said, Today you will be with me in paradise. And the only name we know of him is the thief at the side of Jesus. He got to heaven before Abraham, he got to heaven before Adam. All those ones were in different bosoms. But when Jesus landed, Michael said, Who is this guy? Is it this guy? This guy? Let me tell you. Do you know why Jesus took that guy with him? Because the person who has been there with you in your greatest pain will get the best. In your greatest pain, the person who was there 
will always get the best. Is it not true? Yeah. Yeah. And even though Peter and all the others had been there, but in Jesus' last moment, when the pain was too much, he was beside Jesus. He was dying. He was saying it would be okay. Don't worry. And Jesus would turn and look at him. Ah, this guy. Hey, you have done more than all my lifetime. You are coming home with me. The moment this, this, guy, this guy died before Jesus. Because when they saw that a storm was coming. Oh, Jesus died before all of them. But when they saw that darkness had filled the whole place and it looked like there was a storm. They broke the legs of the others. But they didn't break Jesus' legs. Just breaking the leg alone, they would die. Because they were already at the body's threshold of pain. Then they used a giant hammer. Have you ever hit your shin before? Have you ever had a shin accident? Do you know how it feels like when you hit your shin? Imagine a hammer. Mm. One time. Mm. Twice. While a nail is in the other side of your leg. They, they shattered the shin. As soon as the shin broke, the man died. The pain was too much. But as soon as he died, he just appeared. At that time, Jesus said, stand at the gates of hell, I'm coming. I have some business to deal with. The mafia king has arrived. He arrived. Having no weapons in his hand, except holes, he walked into hell. Death held him captive. Abraham was somewhere in the bosom, and Satan was, was swinging the keys of life and death like this. And Jesus started coming in. Hey, Sakabara Hayata. Hey, glory. Oh, what a Lord. What a Savior. What a Savior. In death, he was boss. On earth, he was boss. Who is Jesus now? In your life, he is boss. Yes. And Jesus took a walk. As death was taking him, the Bible says, for even death could not hold him captive. That means death tried. You see, for, to, for it to say death could not, it means death tried. They put a chain on his hand and led him like something. And he was going gingerly. But he didn't know. Little had death known that Jesus was calm so he could, he could get into the center of the enemy. You see, you can't start killing from the gates. Go to the center. Go to the center. Cause havoc from the Asso rock. And death said, I have brought a prisoner. And Satan said, who is that? Don't disturb me, oh. You see, death and Satan almost have the same rank in hell. Yeah. Death and Satan almost have the same rank in hell. Because death is a very powerful spirit. Very powerful spirit. Satan respects death. Yeah. Yeah. And death said, that guy who has been disturbing us. Do you remember that madman at Gadara? That one of our boys, Legion, filled up. And he just freed him. Boy that we have been keeping for a long time. He just freed him like that. He said, who, who is that guy that freed him? Satan arranged himself well. He said, who, 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 All the demons started gathering up. Now I want to tell you something. Okay, let's leave that. So there they were. 
they were not necessarily in hell. They were in a spiritual place called darkness, outer darkness. They were not necessarily in hell. No demon is in hell because they have not been judged or sentenced yet. The demons in hell, their job is to be in hell and to torment the residents of hell. They have never come to the earth. Do you understand that? Those ones were made for hell. Like, 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 like when they were sent, their location was hell straight. They have never come to the earth and they will never ever be able to come to the earth. No demon can be cast into the bottomless pit. You know, I bind you, I send you to the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is locked by God. Who are you to open it and send Satan there? There's no time yet. Satan is somewhere. That was where Jesus went. And then, as he was getting there, and getting there, then he was explaining him, explaining him, explaining him, and Satan discovered it was Jesus he was talking about. Then Jesus, Jesus is, you know, Jesus has full hair. So his hair was covering his face. He was down like this. I'm sure he was cracking his neck. Okay. It's time. Woo! The Holy Spirit was at the gate. The Holy Spirit didn't come with him. This was a lone battle. This was time to be savior and prince. It was time. And then Satan said, show your face. And then like Gandalf the white. You know, when Gandalf changed, he, he was wearing a gray stuff. And then it was when that huge demon showed up that he took off his coat and he was now Gandalf the white. And then his armor began to shine. This was almost the case. And Jesus took his hair up. And glory. Satan said, this is the person I was trying to dethrone. Why have you brought him here? And he made, he led captivity captive. After destroying Satan. Look, you know what he was doing? He messed with all the demons and all the prisoners. All the people in Abraham's bosom and all the other prisoners. They were watching as Jesus was making spots of them. Have you ever seen somebody so big being like a boss? You know, like if you were ever in high school, when a senior student will mess you up, then you report them to a teacher and the teacher disgraces them. Has it ever happened before? Maybe it's even happened to some of you. I was the one who was on the disgracing end. <coughs> I received the disgrace. I didn't report. I was the disgraced senior student. You know, they slap you anyhow. One of the teachers took me to a junior class. He said, is this, he said, is this the guy? You slapped him? You that almost repeated last time? Ah, he slapped me. Bah! First time. Bah! The second time. And all the students left. And he slapped me the third time. And slapped me the third time. He said, throw jump. Kneel down. Kneel down first. Kneel down first. You're stupid. You're mad. You're a fool. Bring a duster. He rubbed my hair. You're a fool. You're foolish. You're this. You're a nobody. You're a nothing. You'll never be anything. Now, frog jump out of this place. And then, all the students were clapping. As I was going out, I was looking at them. I was saying, you will die. As I'm coming back, my vengeance is real. <laughs> vengeance is mine. And I had absolute vengeance. <laughs> absolute vengeance. Yeah. So imagine Satan being a boss this time, having a Kobe. And Jesus didn't have much chest. But as he held Satan on the shoulder, hey, it's like, it's like 
the whole of Mount Zion on your shoulder. You just kneel down. The weight. <laughs> as he held Satan on his shoulder. As big as Satan was, as he held him, Mount Zion was on his shoulder. Just holding his shoulder. Away as death was running, he said, Don't cross that gate or you will die. <laughs> death stopped. Death stopped at the gate. He said, I've been killing people, but I don't want to die. <laughs> he came back like a dog. Sir, I didn't know it was you. Uh, you didn't know, eh? As soon as he fell and tumbled and tumbled and tumbled and tumbled. He fell on the ground and he stayed there. You have to be afraid. Don't rise up too much. If you rise up too much, you might get a slap. If Mount Zion slaps you, it's like, can you imagine someone, someone's hand as heavy as a literal rock slapping you? What face is left? Back face front? That's a normal slap. That's when a car hits you. When a rock hits you, your back doesn't face front. There is nothing to be seen. You won't splash. You will splosh. After splash is splish. After splish is what? Splosh. After splosh is splooshy. <laughs> you will be a splooshy because there will be no trace of blood even. You just vanish. <laughs> you're slapped, you're gone. You look like, oh, they will say, oh no, this guy was born without a head. <laughs> because there's nothing we can find. Clean shaved slap. The slap, it just goes clean. Nothing is there. You're just natural like that. Even your body doesn't know it doesn't have a head yet. So there's no blood pop, popping out. You're just fresh. That's how you be. But this is who Jesus is to us. Shall we bow our heads and pray? Father, I thank you for the honor of hearing your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Grant these words in our heart that we may live faithful to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Teacher Tony today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Kindly share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you, no matter how brief via our email address at plefan at gmail.com that is p-l-e-f-a-n at gmail.com kindly subscribe and share so the name of jesus can go far and wide through this ministry and until next time god bless you